Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Uncle Howdy makes his Big debut on SmackDown. We have uh, we have a big ass newsworthy show from AEW. We're also going to be talking New Japan, and at the very end, we're going to be doing our crown jewel predictions. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. They better hope that motherfucker don't get shut down. I say, have Uncle Howdy. That'd be all right with it. <laughs> Damn. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. I am Bill Vega, your host as always, a.k.a. Ash Casser Gas. Nobody jobs for free. And sitting right across from me is Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Uh, shit. You know, same old shit. Different day. Uh, good to be off for all day. Different for the last six months. Uh, I had an all day off on Thursday, so I got some things done. Got some wrestling in. Uh, I'll say to give the first surprise out now. I saw the Vikingo uh, Ray Phoenix match that you were talking about last week. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh, my God. I'm kicking myself still to this day for not seeing it, but that's neither here nor there. And on that it's like level, wrestling you know, from the future. Dude. I know. It was like literally watching the same guy doing the same thing, but it's just if you get a chance, go out your way. Check the shit out. Mm-hmm. It is worth it. The fucking 20, 25 minute watch. It was really, really good. It is. And on that lovely note, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 281, Chapter 3, Verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. The Holy Trinity of BFR. A lot of shit to talk about. Vices in the house. Two beers back. We got some shit to go. And out there in the beautiful, beautiful Pacific Northwest of the United States of America, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beers? BFR West is back in the house. Oh, man, uh, I'm the exact opposite of Jason. I just got home from work and sported some cool, comfy sweats. Uh, <laughs> but I've been very busy, a um, little hectic. I did have somebody during a work lunch today asked me if I do stand-up comedy, so I got that little feather in my cap, and it wasn't my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Were you telling cum jokes at work lunch? (laughs) Is that not normal, like, office lunch (laughs) etiquette? I'm actually, I, I, there's some things going on over here at the Vegie house, but uh, let's just say for good news, there is an FBI background check being put on me right now uh, to see whether or not I am uh, <laughs> eligible for something. Good thing we edit some shit out. <laughs> yeah. So this FBI background check, you know, I asked the chick, I was like, the the recruiter or whatever, I'm like, how long does it take for the FBI background check? She's like, some people's days. She's like, some people it can be two weeks. And so my wife, Erin's like, so what'd she say? How long is it going to take? And I told her, and she goes, what if they find out about the podcast? And I was like, do you think the FBI gives a fuck about the podcast? Like, what do you think we do? What what exactly do you think the FBI does? What do you think we do on the podcast? 
I did call for an assassination of a U of a sitting U.S. senator one time. We deleted it. Zach maybe cut it out. You guys don't even know who I'm talking about. Could be anybody. <laughs> that it took never these boomers happened. like 20 minutes to delete it. Too. It was so painful. <laughs> we are never doing that again. Super high that time. Super. High. <laughs> Your boy was on one too. Anyway, so. Uh, so we're back tonight. Uh, the gang's back here. Uh, Vice is sitting in. He's listening in. He's, uh, you know, just adding to the atmosphere that's going on out here in beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. It is a gorgeous night in St. Charles, Missouri. We're sitting out here on my back deck, ready to chop it up about some pro wrestling. So without further ado, let's get to that three count. One. JCB, kick it off. Oh, damn, that, that just popped my neck off. Oh, man, that felt great. Um, New Japan. We're going to talk with New Japan first since we're going to do Crown Jewel WWE on the back end with the predictions. I want to get it the New Japan in first. Um, obviously, we got two or three big stories going on. To me, the biggest story of the bunch as a tournament guide, we're down to the final four of the New Japan World TV Tournament. You're going to have... Evil versus ZSJ in one half, and on the other half, the what I would consider the story of the tournament, Ren Narita versus Sonata on the other half. Um, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously. If you don't watch New Japan, um, the Evil, I'm sorry, Evil Zack Saber Jr. match is a rematch from the G1 tournament where ZSJ, I believe, he won that match. No, he lost that match. He lost to Evil because that was fuckery round. Okay, he lost the match to Evil. Um, so, obviously, this is a rematch of that G1 tournament where we have much more major stakes going on. I would expect some fuckery on that. But for me, like I said, the story of the tournament has been Ren Narita. He has come back from excursion and has really been pushed very hard. Uh, a great match against Ishii. I thought that's been the match of the tournament so far. Stupendous match against Ishii. Uh, when you can go standing toe-to-toe against Ishii is, is something to be said to begin with. Now, I mean, real high-energy 14-minute match, man. It and, was awesome. And somebody that's coming back from excursion, I wouldn't expect to see that. And I saw it, and to top it all off, he won. The match against Yano, as much as I hate Yano, fuck Yano first and foremost, but I would have to give tip the hat on this scenario. There was, Think, Mark! There was not nearly as much fuckery from Yano in the two matches that I saw him in, and that's all I really asked for, man. If you want to tape somebody up, you can tape somebody up. But, you know, tape somebody up, low blows, long intros. At some certain point, I got to roll my eyes, neither here nor there. Sonata is an interesting opponent because – just looking at it, you would think he is the favorite. He should be the favorite. He's a former U.S. champion. He's he's worn the uh, uh, tag team titles with Evil multiple times. You would think he's the favorite, but something in the back of my mind keeps saying that he's gonna miss that moonsault like he always does. Opens the door for Renderita, and that could be the way that Renderita makes makes the finals. If I had to take the guess right now, I'm gonna go out there on the limb. I'm going to say ZSJ wins it all. He, I agree with Kevin Kelly. He's the greatest tournament wrestler that I've seen. You name the tournament, he's won it. I just think it's... He's never held a singles title in New Japan, which is... Almost a little crazy, but... Pretty crazy. He's kind of like Sonata in that scenario. He was never contracted with... Except he's good. 
New Japan, <laughs> and he is the superior wrestler for sure. Um, I would be surprised if Renarita doesn't make it to the finals where you have a Renarita ZSJ final, but if I got to put money on a horse, I'm going to take ZSJ to win it. Uh, Zach, have you had a chance to watch any of these matches? Uh, yeah. Uh, I said at the beginning of the tournament, I think Blood Girl Raven put it out there, like, who do you want to win? And I said, give me Ren Narita or give me death. And I'm still that way. I mean, I'm not going to, like, Seppuku if he doesn't do it. But uh, that's who I'm voting on. Supposed to be a young guy's title. Is that racist? He's a future superstar. <laughs> if you have to ask the question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got to watch. Uh, I'm about to one up you on the racism, so just let it fly, brother. <laughs> How's the black guy, the non-racist, the least racist of the bunch? Around I think here? there's because the other guys are white. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Buck, sorry, Vice. Sorry. Okay, Doug. Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. I uh, I mean, any four, any of these four guys could take this title. Evil would be the worst pick, but they could do it for heat. Uh, ZSJ is a, is a very solid pick. I'm only betting on Renderita because I'm like betting with my heart. Uh, ZSJ likely could take this thing, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna do picks later, right? For I would say just, I would say just do it ahead, impromptu do, pick do the, right do now. Do the pick right now for the TV title. Yeah, Renderita. It's gonna be Renderita ZSJ, <clears throat> and he is going to do a fantastic job in the tournament like he always does, like Jason said, but then something's going to happen that he's going to do, he's going to blow up and we're going to get a really epic uh, promo afterwards where he throws around some Miller Genuine drafts, but uh, <laughs> they are going to go with the young guy here. So you're calling Ren Narita is going to win at Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome against Zack Sabre Jr. to become the inaugural NJPW TV title holder. Yeah. All right. I am going to pick the opposite. I think it's going to be the same final. I think they're going to put it on ZSJ um, just because I think that this, you know, Ren, certainly Sabre can make guys look really good in defeat. See that match against Finley. Woo, you stole my was, thunder. That motherfucker reversal to the finish. I was like, God. Damn. It was unbelievable. Motherfuckers of shit. I mean, Saber Junior always manages to surprise you when you're expecting to be surprised, and he still pulls it out. And it's just like I had never seen that before, and I was just like, "Let me rewind this again." But th- but if you're talking about the Edgar Renarita match against Ishii, <laughs> then you also have to talk about David Finley versus Zack Saber Junior. Because I I would say I don't know which match I liked more. Both matches Both were matches were enthralling. I hadn't watched either one of them until today, so I watched them back to back, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like these guys are bringing it. it this TV title is pretty cool because they put the 15 minute time limit on it, and these guys are having sprints each time out, which is really really fun. Uh, and that not always what you see in New Japan. Sure. So um, I was very into it. I could also see them because the finals are going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. I could also see them going Evil versus Sonata. Just because they used to be a, be a tag, tag team, team. Um, I hope that's not the way they go. That would be the most boring way they could go. I would agree with that, Toby. I, I don't necessarily want to see that, but it would make, you know, money sense, company sense, fair enough. I wouldn't have no problem with Renarito running the table and winning this thing just on on part of how they wanted 
this champion to be like uh not booked, but you know, they wanted somebody young, they wanted somebody energetic, things like that. Not saying that ZSJ is is not any of those things, but Ren Narita is literally the definition of what they're looking for in a TV champion. The only problem that I can think of just off the top of my head is, you know, just kind of moving around. The TV title would probably have to stay in Japan for a little bit if Ren Narita was the champion versus ZSJ, who's much more of an, the established name, could go anywhere, any place, and have, you know, a nice barn burner 15-minute match and keep guys interested. I just, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I would just, I would find it almost a little surprising if they went that route, especially the way Bill has kind of presented it up where it's the Tokyo Dome, it's Wrestle Kingdom, it's a, it's going to be the biggest stage of Renarita's life. And now he's going to be, I just think it's just too, I think it's too too much too soon. And it's not a knock against Ren Narita. He's going to get there at some point. You know, he'll win a never title. He could win, you know, other t- singles titles. Hell, he can be a tag team champion. I just, like I said, for me, it might be too much too soon. Zach, any I other thoughts? Really, I, I do really enjoy the fast pace of this. It's a lot like the stardom high speed title which is one of the more fun titles that gets defended on stardom. And it's like you said, Bill, it's just a total sprint. Uh, yeah. Not for sure. Excited. Uh, I know that Narita gets compared to Shibata a lot and it's kind of hard to not compare him to Shibata. He's just like a younger Shibata. And we got, we be talking about somebody. Yeah, like we got, that we got more bit. Shibata coming up, but, uh, I'm happy to see Edgar Ren Narita, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep hitting that joke until it gets old. It might be old after three times, but I'm going to keep doing it. All right. Do you want to say something, darling? I'm taking you back inside. Oh, good job. Can you show everybody how you can say bubbles? Nope. Nope. I'm just about to say well, one trick is enough. Um, another match I want to talk about is uh, probably, go, oh, I shouldn't say probably, it will be the main event of the November 5th show. The U.S. title will be on the line uh, with Naido being the challenger versus Will Ospreay as the uh, U.S. champion. Once again, a rematch from the G1 tournament in the semifinal where Will Ospreay defeated Naito, where some say it was the match of the tournament. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was an extremely good match, and I'm not saying it because I'm a Naito mark. It was a really, really good match. Um, Like I said, for me, not so much, but neither here nor there. doesn't really matter. Um... For me, I'm going to be very, very biased about this. I expect this to be another barn burner match. But if, and this is a big if, if ZSJ does not win the World TV Championship, this is where I would expect to see ZSJ slotted for Wrestle Kingdom. They, He and Naito have had this little ongoing beef since Naito quickly pinned him in the G1 tournament. I guess I think it was underneath two minutes. Ever since then, it's all it's been tete-a-tete, you know, one fucking with the other, one trolling each other pre-match, post-match, during the match. It almost wouldn't make sense if they didn't have them go at it one more time. G1 two years ago, Zack Sabre Jr. put Naito out. Bill loves him, rubbing my nose into that. Now, this year, ZSJ loses to Naito in under two minutes. 
It's got to be a trilogy. Like I said, if ZSJ doesn't win the World TV Championship, I think this is the spot where he's going to end up in Wrestle Kingdom versus Naito being the champion. So with that said, I'm taking Naito to win the U.S. title. I was wondering. It was a very – I appreciate the history. It was a very long way. I was like, who does he actually want to win the title, though? Or, but I, I should have known it's Naito. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. He's got to catch up with uh, Jay White, man. Damn. He's got to be a Grand Slam champion, too. I am not rooting for Naito. I am rooting for ZSJ. Uh, maybe? Will Ospreay? Uh, that's what I meant. I'm rooting for Will Ospreay. I want uh, they all look, they he, all look alike to me. At least he remembers the fact that he fucked up this time, this week versus last week, where he repeatedly denies the fact that he fucked up not once but twice. I'm Jason Bell, by the way, not Jason Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For Jason Pullman. For Zachary Bell. Just kidding around. I'm gaslighting okay. you, dude. That's gaslighting. <laughs> when he's considering me exploded, I'm over here dead right now. <laughs> my wife was telling my mom, like, explaining what gaslighting was, you know. And uh, my mom, like, thought about it for a second. She goes, oh, Joe's been gaslighting me for 45 years. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she used it in the sentence the whole night. <laughs> it, it was just like, Aaron was talking about how terrible it is that I gaslight her or whatever. And my mom was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get over it, hon. Anyway, uh, yeah, Will Ospreay. I hope that Will Ospreay beats Nido, but um, they've only faced each other one time. Sorry, I, I was inside putting the baby away um, i'm sorry uh, i was just tucking I'm her into the shoebox that she lives in i'm convinced that was you on the microphone the whole time uh what's next um let's not bring this podcast to a screeching halt 15 FTR, minutes into it ftr great Ocon, jeff cobb for the iwgp tag team championships so obviously jeff Khan and great Ocon have defeated any and all comers to get to this point where now they're the number one contenders. I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed that we might see FTR and World Tag League. Not the case. World Tag League will start up, I think it's the 21st of November, starting that Monday. Is um, Jeff Khan like Tony Khan's brother? Is Jeff Khan Tony Khan's brother? Um, Are we talking about fucking up people's names? Because you just no, talked about Jeff Khan. Jeff Cobb. You said Jeff Khan and Great Khan. Okay, well then shit. Okay, well then shit. At least I'll admit the shit. I was about to say you, you the motherfucker over here in last week. You were, hey, you was probably waiting for that number one bullshit. and number two. At least I have the decency to admit the shit versus last week See. on on said text where it's like, no, I didn't say that shit. See. No, I didn't say that shit. The night of, I'm laughing my ass off, and he was like, what? What did I do wrong? I said, See, I told this is you what, what we you were missing wrong. last week. And, okay, it was just well, me well, and you, and back. we were getting along well, the whole time, back. and we Thank weren't you, arguing at all. Thank and you, now we're now Zach's here, and now we can fucking bitch each other again. We don't need Zach to bring no heat. You just need to honestly be a man and admit when you're wrong and the diversity when the fact when I just said, oh, I did say that? My bad, y'all. I didn't know I said it. Now, that being said, motherfucker, Jeff Cobb, Great Ocon versus FTR. Who you got? 
Zach? Oh, I got the Great O'Cobb. No, sorry, FTR for sure. So you're taking them to retain. I think that I am going to take them to retain also because I think it's nothing but good business for New Japan to have FTR at Wrestle Kingdom. It just makes too much business sense. It makes dollars and cents. It makes business sense. I'm taking FTR. It's a business. I understand it's a business. That being said, having the tag titles off the show doesn't make much sense. See Carl Anderson. Um, I'll reluctantly agree with you. I'll just say this. I would not be surprised if FTR drops the tiles in light of especially what's happening with the the acclaimed on Wednesday night's episode. I'll go that far. Right on. Um, just a little quick odds and ends. Obviously, I shouldn't say obviously. Speaking of the one, Carl Anderson, the Neverweight title is not being stripped off Carl Anderson. Instead, they're doing a special challenge match with Hikaleu versus Yujiro Takahashi. I don't give a shit about that. That kind of pisses me off. Um, junior tag titles on the line. Wait, wait. Sorry. They're not stripping Carl Anderson of the belt? No. And they're having Yujiro versus Hikaleu to see who faces him? It's a spe- The way they... Worded it. It's a special challenge match. They didn't say anything about being a number one contendership or anything like that. Yujiro made a challenge to Hikaleo. Hikaleo came out and told, asked New Japan not to strip Carl Anderson of the title, let him keep the title, and then come back at whenever is best suited for Carl Anderson. Okay. I don't know who the fuck Hikaleo is, but you need to sit your little dumb, dumb, sit your little dumb ass down. Grown folks over here trying to handle some business. We trying to bring the Neverweight title back over versus you trying to, you know, go into business for yourself. I get it. You want to beat the champion. The champion ain't going to be here. He over in Saudi Arabia right now getting ready to wrestle the Judgment Day in He's like 20, put in four 24 min- hours. Four minutes of work okay? in get, Saudi Arabia and get, get paid a million bucks. And I ain't mad at you. No. Okay? Just bring just relinquish the narrow openweight championship. It's all I ask. Don't have to come back. But, yes, that's the, the deal with that. I was expecting. The only problem I – now I have two problems with it. They shouldn't have gave him the title, number one. And number two, now they're being inconsistent. Anybody else, they wouldn't have shown up. They just stripped them on the spot. On the spot. When John Moxley didn't show up, when he was the U.S. champion, what happened? They stripped his ass. Well, he's not good of a worker. Get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Hikaleu. I don't give a shit. I'm just about to say I'm, I'm passing on my vote just on the fact that I, I can at this point. Why? I just I refuse to vote on this at all. Okay, that's an automatic X. Then you don't get the point. Zach, who are you taking? Um, man, carnies are going to carny, and if anybody's surprised that Carl Anderson's in Saudi Arabia right now, <laughs> yeah, it's like getting um, mad at a dog funny. for barking. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Uh, his wife was one of the ones that was on Twitter when they were held hostage on the plane. That was like, you know, kind of raising hell, and they got mad about it, which is so ridiculous. But uh, you were like, ah, oh, we're never going back to Saudi. And yeah, it doesn't take long. Just take a bag of money and a carny. No, you but, said uh, he, did, he needed a second pool. So that's why, you know, it, 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 the tweet before he was like, you know, never, no, never again. 
you know, can't pay me enough. And now he guess he came out with another t- tweet was like, can't pay me enough? Oh, wait, I do need a second pool. I'm like, you little motherfucker. I can't stand you. God damn. Yeah, he's got heat with you. But, oh, he's got uh, heat I with you. Got, Come I find me, Carl away. Anderson. There you go. There you go. Come he's find me, up. Carl Anderson. Okay? You got ball head. I got up. ball head, too. I he's will smack up. you silly, main event, Carl Anderson. You got bright lights on you. That's okay. You're going to need them bright lights to wake your little narrow ass up when I put this work on you. Come find me, Carl Anderson. You happy now? He's heating up. You ain't the only one that's got heat around here. Yes. He's got two <laughs> pools. You got. Come Black find can't swim. I don't need no fucking pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, junior, like I said, junior tag titles on the line. You're going to have uh, Francisco Akira and TJP versus Titan and Bushi. Titan um, has apparently joined LIJ. I'm not a huge fan of this, but it is what it is. I think this is partially in the fact that Hiromu is in this blind tag match that we can talk about really quick. Um I'm going to take the champs on this one to retain. I love TJP. I love Francisco Akira, especially. They have real chemistry as a tag. tag team. And I think that hopefully they'll do the right thing and keep them as the team and keep that moving forward. Teton is cool. I just don't, need, I don't necessarily want to see him and Bushi as tag team champions, even though I'm an LIJ Mark. Who you got, Zach? Oh, dear. Um... That nigga said, "Oh dear." I mean, he's never <laughs> oh, thought about dear. he's never thought about this match. <laughs> never never once, never once, never, th- uh, never yeah. occurred to me either. I'll throw. Uh, this looks like a really good match, though. I'll, I'll uh, put CJP and Akira. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to ask Zach. Zach's the only one allowed to answer this question. Okay. Zach, who has a better chance of winning in a fight? Me versus Eddie Kingston or Jason versus Carl Anderson? Definitely Jason versus Carl Anderson. Wow. 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 I did not see that coming. He didn't even hesitate. No, not at all. It was like softball. Only because I think Eddie Kingston like has been in like literally a thousand fights. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: like Eddie Kingston and I are close enough in age to where, like, listen, we probably have the same amount of cardio. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> the thing with Jason and Carl Anderson is Jason's a full ten years older than him. Like, That's true. How big? How big is Carl Anderson? Bigger like than Jason. Foot, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, I watch some Tomatango videos. Man, I'll be straight. Don't you trip off that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna put a poll on the we're gonna put a, we're gonna put a poll on Twitter. I'm just gonna get totally owned no, on this no. just because I'm the heel, Jason's the face. <laughs> Everybody's gonna shit on me. It's fine. Will, There'll be like thirteen morning, votes tomorrow morning. I will put the podcast <laughs> up and then I'll attach a second tweet, and the second tweet will be a poll. Then we'll do a poll on who has the better chance: me versus Carl Anderson, you versus A. Kingston. The answer is simple. It's me. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> your boy over here could get in your All back right. as well as you. Ta- I'll take TJP and Akira. Okay, what's next? Uh, blind tag team match. Uh, I, I don't know how you can re- even really predict how who's going to win or who's going to be on what what team. But anyway, the four we're participants. Think of the X. Yeah, I was getting ready to no say. No way. Uh, we're not going to make this prediction by any stretch of the imagination. But just for the record, uh, El Desperado, 
Master Wado, uh, Taiji Ishimori, and um, Hiromu are going to be the four guys in this match. They're going to draw straws and have teams and then go from there. All this is a, a build, big build-up to Wrestle Kingdom where these four guys are going to have a fatal four-way match, and obviously we'll talk about that at that point. From there, I think I pretty much covered it off the top of my head. I can't think of any other matches that we really need to talk about. From this point on, we'll be heading fast forward to January 4th for Wrestle Kingdom. I can't wait, which reminds me I need to get that day off so that way I can just watch that in peace and not have to worry about working a double because I believe that is a Wednesday. But neither here nor there. Um, I think we're set on the New Japan portion of the program. So, Bill? Whenever you're ready, my friend. All right, let's get to that. Two counts. One, two, three. All right, so Zach has surrendered his uh, his two count privileges tonight because his life has been flip turned upside down by uh, some work shit. So we're just going to talk about EW Dynamites, um, which I would say was a noteworthy show. For a number of reasons, some good, some better. Um, none of them were really terrible, but uh, I was into it. I watched it all, the entire thing, pretty much live with a couple breaks in between. But um, it opened up with Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal goes over. A uh, guy comes out in a sting mask. I'll tell you what, Tony Khan has a real problem with this with big reveals like he thinks he's going to make this big reveal remember when or he certainly has a problem with big reveals when it comes to this particular faction because when they brought out satnam singh remember how disappointing that was it was like wait a minute nobody knows who the fuck this guy is guy comes out in a sting mask you expect everybody the crowd is waiting for this to be somebody they know they are waiting for it to be somebody they know takes off his mask it is cole carter yes cole carter who is uh, previously of the factory, I believe. Sounds right, question mark. Um, <laughs> that crowd, I mean, way to suck the wind out of a crowd, man. That You could have heard a pin drop. And it's nothing against Cole Carter. He was put in a... He was put in a situation where he could not win right there. It's a fun place to debut. Maybe not as a dynamite opening match because people... Because that crowd always comes in super hype, and they are ready for something big. And maybe this was a misdirect for what came next, which was Double J. Jeff Jarrett uh, makes his AEW debut. Jeff Jarrett has now been in every single major and minor wrestling company in the United States in the last 30 years, except for ECW. I don't believe he was ever signed to ECW. But I would love to what did you think out. about this segment, Jason? Um, Jesus Christ. I agree with everything you said about Cole Carter. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And this is, I'm like, this is the bad part about AEW's surprise reveals because some are so good, dare I say great, that anytime you you see one coming, see Chris Jericho, and we'll obviously talk about that here in a little bit, you're like, oh, who could it be? Who could it be? I saw a fucking spreadsheet on the possible guys that Chris Jericho could wrestle, you know, from ROH, you know, past champions, you know, did he win the pure championship, TV championship? I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. 
this is a guy who loves wrestling fans. I'm over the top as a wrestling fan myself, but this is where I'm just like, okay, this is a little too much even for me. I love the fact that the reveals are so good that, you know, it's like, oh, man, you remember when you was when that happened. But then you have reveals are like this, and this was like a fart in the wind. I'm like, I guess I had to watch all of nine Rampage or Dynamite to know who, who Cole Carter is because I, I watch Dynamite every week. Every now and then I watch Rampage. He pulled that mask off. I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. That guy commentary was like, you know, it's Cole Carter. I'm like, Okay, so who the fuck is that? My still? first thought was like, is that Hook? I was like, I had no idea. I had who no idea fuck. who he was. Uh, Zach, what you think? I did not expect a large reveal. <laughs> it was definitely, as Jason so astutely put it, a fart in the wind. Nobody gave a shit that uh, it was Cole Card under there, including me. But I also didn't expect it to be anybody crazy. Uh, if they, but the way they presented it, it seemed like they wanted a reaction took their time they should have just put Jarrett under the mask especially like with Jarrett and Sting you know they've got history that's why I think that's why I think it was kind of like I think that he thought that he was doing Tony Khan when I say he I think that he thought what he was doing when he did Adam Cole and then Brian Danielson where you thought Adam Cole was the big reveal and it's like oh shit here comes Danielson I think that it was supposed to be like a oh here's the big reveal and it's like oh shit but here's the bigger reveal. But it's just like Jeff Jarrett showing up does not seem like a big – I mean, okay. I mean, it's a – it's noteworthy. It's newsworthy. Go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, you're right. It's newsworthy. I think that he's supposed to be doing more backstage stuff, but it is interesting that they immediately put him on television. I don't know if it's just a, you know, spark some interest, pop a rating, get some headlines, get people talking about it, whatever. I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett with any kind of longevity – um, unless there's some mir- miraculous daddy ass situation where he just somehow manages to get slapped up to over 25 years later, but I don't think that's happening. So, uh, yeah, we don't need Jeff Jarrett on the TV. But, uh, you know, can he do some good there? Maybe. Dude's uh, like super experienced, helped some young guys, been doing it forever. But, uh, but yeah, I don't need to see him in what, the matches. What I really don't want to see is a stinger splash on Jeff Jarrett. I think that's what we're leading I to. Know, I know. I know. Sting is – I've come around on Sting. Like, I don't – like, as long as he's having fun out there, but as long as he's doing it with young talent, that's a completely different thing to me where he's not the focal point of every match and he's getting over either homegrown or younger talent on AEW. I do not want to see Sting on Jeff Jarrett. Maybe, you Dude, know – They've may- done – you, they, it's, been, it's been perfect with Sting. Like that's I, exactly I, how a legend should be. I agree. My guess is this leads to start uh, Starby Ding, Sting and Darby versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Dude, if they were a tag team called Starby Ding, that would be so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? The acclaimed or Starby Ding? <laughs> Fuck it. That's what they're called now on this podcast from here on out. You're welcome. Um I just, Yeah, right. It's Starby Ding. Um, they're gonna they're gonna introduce Rick Flair and AEW in that match. Dude, and that's you I, I can't Please believe no. you were in my head and I was just getting Please ready to no. say that. I wouldn't I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised. And I think this is it's a stretch, but I think it's been long enough to where 
all the shit with Flair has kind of subsided a little bit that now you can bring him in if you want to and then have team him up with Andrade because God knows Andrade ain't doing shit and move from that point going forward. All right. So coming up next, uh, we had uh, Moxley versus Lee Moriarty with Ethan Page on commentary. Uh, This match, uh, I kind of like the story that they were telling with John Moxley, where Lee Moriarty was considered to be with, uh, they were considering him for Blackpool Combat Club. They ultimately did not go with him. They ended up going with uh, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, but this was a fun match that ended with a uh, a big time, or Ethan Page coming down and fucking with John Moxley. Actually, leaving John Moxley laying, which you don't see a whole lot. Uh, what did you think of this segment, Zach? Lamar Jackson was the star of the whole thing. That was ridiculous. Dude just walked in. I know. I was like, down. who the fuck is coming in? I'm like, God damn, you got Mosley in the ring. Oh, never mind. It's Lamar Jackson. My fault. Go ahead, play Slow down. Yeah. My uh, bad. MVP's in the house. <laughs> fuck. I'd have been so mad man. if I was John Moxley. Like, I'm the world champion. I'm like <laughs> the coolest dude in wrestling. I'm out here fighting every week. Like, every single week I'm doing title eliminator matches, and then, like, the crowd's dead, and then this guy just walks in. I'd be so – I'd have so much heat with him, like, real-life heat. I'll say, thanks, Lamar. <laughs> Sit your dumb ass down. Coming in all late and shit in the middle of my match. What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, but the match was fine. Yeah. Um, I like Lee Moriarty. I like him a lot. But nobody cared. Like, so Ultimately. And I think match, that, but nobody cared. And I think that's kind of a – I don't necessarily think it's a problem, but I think it's. I think everybody's waiting for Moxley versus MJF, and we're not. And this is just things along those along the road to that. Nobody really cared about this match because you knew who was going to win ultimately. To me, this was the chance for Lee Moriarty to look good against the champion, which I think he did. But ultimately, I agree with Tubier. It's just the crowd wasn't feeling it because ultimately. The the finish was predictable. You know what they need to do? Uber long term story here. They need if if Moxley is dropping the belt MJF, they need to have Captain Sean Dean in one of these eliminator matches. Have him beat Moxley because he's beaten MJF twice. <laughs> like the only dude to beat MJF, uh, and then have Captain Sean Dean be his first challenger. God, that's fucking the worst. It's the worst idea, but it's so funny. Let this man book the territory. <laughs> what do you say? I'm sitting there thinking, like, where the fuck is he going? Oh, yeah, he did beat him twice. But really, though, Moxley should, like, if he's driving title in Jeff, I think it would be cool for him to, like, surprise put somebody over. Not for him or even for the person specifically. Make these title eliminator matches mean something to where you're like, oh, shit, somebody actually can win one of these things. See, the, see interim title. Oh, let's not get into that again. Um, oh, so I, I, I said my piece. Uh, we had Renee Paquette uh, backstage with Soraya. Soraya says they asked her, am I saying that right, Soraya? I, I think it's Soraya, but whatever. So they asked, you know who we talking about. They asked her page. I think it's Jason Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Zachary Bell. 
Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts listening, so we appreciate you guys. Um, so, um, Soraya says that. So, Renee Paquette asked her the, the main question Are you cleared? And she's like, I've talked to doctors. There's one more doctor that I want to talk to. And it, it's like, it's like okay. It's like, I, we get it. You got to talk to Dr. Britt Baker. Fair enough. So, it looks like we're headed towards Britt Baker versus Soraya. And I didn't even get that. That's very fun. You didn't get that? Nope. Right over my head. Oh, <laughs> two beer. That's all right. He's been, he had a tumultuous week we of work. Okay, dude. okay. All right, all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. I'll uh, next up, we have what can only be termed, it can only, like this is a, and it's not because of Billy Gunn's involvement. This was a straight up Attitude Era segment. Like, there's no other way to say it. The acclaim come out to celebrate Billy Gunn's. The, they come out to celebrate Billy Gunn's birthday. They didn't say how old he was. They did talk about his meal plan. Uh, we've said it before on this podcast. Billy Gunn looks amazing. <laughs> like, it is fucked up that I, I did. Oh, you know what? I know how old he is. He's 59. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, he, we just did his birthday like a couple weeks ago. No, not a couple weeks ago. It's his birthday this week. That was his birthday celebration. He is 59 years old. So, he's 59 years old. Um... This can only be considered a, like I said, an Attitude Era segment. They come out. They do a bunch of Scissor Me Daddy stuff. The crowd's going. They're huge baby faces, hugely over. Um, the guns come out to say, hey, we're your kids. What the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, W. Morrissey is, shows up behind the acclaim, starts beating them up, and then... FTR comes out to make the save. FTR looks at the tag belts, and uh, that's basically your segment. What do you think about this, Jason? This is the reason why I said that I wanted to pick uh, was a great uh, corn on the cob to win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. I, I just have a hard time really thinking that FTR is going to win all the titles. Can they do it? Sure they can do it. They're the tag team of the year, the hottest tag team of 2022, hands down. Hands down. Anybody you put in front of them, they have beaten. Of course. I just, I don't know. I got to see it. I got to see it. To For them to beat the acclaimed, would, for me, I would, I'd have to see some fuckery for them to do it. And this is the reason why. Because they're two of the, they're two of the hottest acts on all of AEW, whether it's singles, women's, tag teams, whatever. When their music hits, huge pop. If you put them in a match, you're going to have to worry about the ramifications thereof. If the Acclaim lose, are they going to lose some steam? Probably not, but it's something to think about. If FTR loses, their claim of being the greatest tag team of the modern day history is kind of taking a little ding in kayfabe. So you guys think about that. I get it. We're going to get there. I just don't know if we're getting there with FTR having three belts already in pocket, getting ready to get to the fourth. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to see them put the acclaimed over, at least if they're going to have all these belts, then you might as well put the acclaimed over. This this segment, I, I, I was looking forward to it because I know how over the acclaimed are and I thought it would be fun. This segment was, it was a little bit too, um, 
Uh, Sports ma- entertainment. Masturbatory for me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Two beard. Get your boy off the ledge. I don't know. I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, it was it was fun, but, you know, they claimed every Wednesday is great for them. It's great for shirt sales and stuff, but it's like every Wednesday we have, like, some, you know, it's like they're just going to – this is what wrestling is. You just keep doing the thing until it stops being over. So we'll just see how long it takes for their random talking segments where they do the scissoring to get over. Uh, so, But, yeah, it was fine. All right. Uh, wow. I mean, listen, the man tells it how it is. Can't be mad at him for telling how it is. Uh, Just expecting something different, that's all. Next up, we had Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker backstage. They talked about how they wanted a shot at, I don't even remember. Who they say they want a shot at? Honestly, I don't remember either. Oh. And I think that's, there, there lies the problem. Yeah, okay. All right. You, what do you mean? Oh, I thought you were giving me a look like I was the unprofessional one, but I guess we're both just unprofessional because it was a. I don't know the segment. Zach, did you did you watch this segment? Nope. All right, cool. Oh. Uh, next up, we have Jericho calling out a. He calls out a former ROH champion. It's an open challenge. I guess they were clever enough with the wording that they didn't say ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Out comes your boy Colt Cabana. Couple things. <laughs> Colt Cabana comes out. They have a they have as good of a match as Colt Cabana and Jericho can probably have, which is to say, it's not going to be a five star classic at this stage in their careers between those two guys. But Colt Cabana was super over. Got a bunch of welcome back chants. Um, no, uh, your mom's bank account chants, which I was hoping that he wasn't going to get, but he didn't get it, and the crowd was very happy to see him. My thought about this is what we have to think about here. Oh <laughs> what we have to think about here That's your boy. is does this does – this, this has to put to bed any speculation that there – and I didn't really want to talk about CM Punk here, but there, this has to put to bed any speculation that CM Punk was telling the truth when he said that he never told Tony Khan to get Colt Cabana off the roster, that he didn't want to work on the same roster as Colt Cabana. One of two things is true. Either CM Punk sat down with Colt, with Tony Khan and said, if I'm here, Colt Cabana can't be here. That's number one. Or two, Tony Khan read the writing on the wall, didn't want to piss off uh, the guy that he was paying the most money to in the entire company, presumably, and decided to take Colt Cabana off the roster just to placate CM Punk. Either way, it had to do, it had everything to do with CM Punk. And what I kind of had to think about this is that now that Hangman Page has gotten a title shot, almost killed himself in the process, but had a title shot, and they bring back Colt Cabana the first chance that they really can, story storyline-wise, it had everything to do with CM Punk. And now this is like kind of the fuck CM Punk era. Because now it seems like they're going out of their way to be like, man, fuck CM Punk. Which, granted, that's kind of how I feel too. I know that's how Jason feels. I know that's pretty much how Zach feels. So I am the living embodiment of the 100 of OG right now listening to you. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so expound on it if you can. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, this put to rest like he, um, Cole Cabana was back because CM Punk was gone whether he was asked to do it or not exactly what you said 
Um, and I think it's funny also because uh, it definitely, you know, says something, even though they're not saying anything about this. It's like mums the word, you know, we don't get any kind of news about this shit. Uh, it does say something and it might be as close as we get to any kind of like an actual response. And it, it seemed like a fuck you to punk to put Cole Cabana world title match uh, right after this investigation wrapped up. And I loved it. I Jason. think I think both things can be true where Tony placated to CM Punk and Punk purposely made sure that Cole Cabana wasn't on TV while he was on the roster. I think both things can be true. Now, that being said, my knee-jerk reaction seeing Cole Cabana was not even thinking about CM Punk. I was like, oh, this is kind of underwhelming, but it should be okay. But then as I started to watch the match, I'm like, wait a minute. Cole Cabana's on TV on AEW Dynamite. What the? Oh, man. How can you look at Listen, for for better or for worse, how can you look at Cole Cabana – in November of 2022, being on AEW television and not think about CM Punk. I mean, we just had the biggest news story of the year. I, I mean, Vince McMahon be damned. This is, it was maybe not the biggest news story of the year. It was the most salacious wrestling news story of the year that all involved CM Punk running down Colt Cabana and then fighting with the elite. Okay, like how could I listen? I'm for not. Me, I'm, not for, I'm not. Okay, I'm not I'll, criticizing you. No, I'm just then, saying then, okay, that's unbelievable this, okay, to me. For me, it's not even about Coca Bandit. It's not even about the elite. It's about CM Punk and the unprofessional bullshit that he profound on that fucking uh, stage or whatever you want to call it in that press conference. If he doesn't, if he just comes out and just. How about this? And if, if, he, if he just be cool, like Fonzie, we wouldn't have this problem. How about this? After the CM Punk fiasco, Cole Cabana got a title shot before the Elite did. I mean, think about that. I'm just saying on. it's kind of unbelievable. Hang on. It's kind of unbelievable, and there's no other way to read it except for as a fuck you to CM Punk. I agree with this. It's a fuck you to CM Punk. Now, listen, if CM Punk was still there, would Colt Cabana still have gotten the same pop? Yeah, he still would have gotten a big pop. Maybe not as big as he got here, but he still would have gotten a big pop. Fair. But the elite still aren't on TV. Okay, I'll go this far. Two parts. Number one. Cole Cabana getting this title shot is no shot against the elite, okay? You got Kenny Omega. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a shot against the elite. I'm just saying if I would have said to you after the CM Punk shit that Cole Cabana would have gotten the title shot before the elite would, you would have said that's insane. Yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't expect... You had to suspend these guys, though. You had to send Punk away. So They should have suspended Cole Cabana for having a bank account with his mom. Okay, look, sometimes you get on hard times, okay? You know, I ain't going to knock nobody for doing what you got to do, okay? Motherfuckers, do what you got to do in 2022, man. You need some help? Holler at your boy. I'll be here to help you out and listen to you, but I ain't giving you no money. That being said, I just think that ultimately this is going. This boils down to CM Punk for me personally. It has nothing to do with Coca Band. It has nothing to do with the elite. If CM Punk just does – a couple of things differently, it changes 
everything. If he doesn't dive into the crowd after winning the title, it changes things. If he doesn't come up on that stand, on that press conference, and runs down everybody and their mama, it changes things. Tony Khan is right there, too, so he is culpable on what, at a certain point, he could have shut that shit down just like, look, press conference is over, CM Punk, you're excused, or whatever the case may be. And he didn't do it. So now you're just allowing somebody, Kyrie Irving. We were talking about Kyrie Irving before the podcast started. Kyrie Irving didn't get any kind of real punishment until today. He got suspended for five games from the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets without pay. That's after the fact. It's too late. As soon as he did it, that's when you lay the hammer down. I don't have kids, but I know if my kids start acting a motherfucking fool, I ain't going to wait five days until after the fact. You got to do it right then and there. Otherwise, that kid's like, oh, wait, I can do this? I'll do it all the time. It's too late. It's the same thing that they did with CM Punk. He let Tony Khan let CM Punk say whatever the fuck he wanted to say for whatever reason. Maybe he's the highest paid guy. Maybe he is the guy. You can't let this motherfucker say whatever he wants. And then from that point, I the chaos that ensues is the chaos that ensues. But for me, it's not about Cole Cabana. It's not about the elite. It's about CM Punk, period. Since we were on the subject, do you think Punk goes to WWE? <sighs> <laughs> I knew somebody was going to ask that shit. Um, no, Vice is saying yeah. I want. I'm saying no, I, especially with the guy that's in charge. Okay, maybe, maybe you could if CM Punk could talk to Vince. Vince has a soft side, you know. Whether or not we see it or not. He does have that soft side. He lets guys come back after a certain amount of time where, you know, time heals all wounds. He let fucking Ultimate Warrior come back. He let fucking, uh, uh, yeah, Kurt Angle, name the guy of choice, Every Bret Hart, every guy that did him dirty, Hulk Hogan, they eventually come back. Triple H is going to be different because we. this is, what, 100 days in? I think I, I saw that the other day, 100 days into the Triple H regime. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, a lot of this shit is, is in moving parts. The only reason I say no is the person that's in charge. Triple H and CM Punk just don't get along. And now I just watch you implode the AEW locker room. Why do I want that headache? Fuck, if I'm Triple H, you can kiss my ass, man. Do, go do whatever the uh, the Stars TV show is uh, that's on wrestling. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head right now. Heels. Go do heels. Get the fuck out of my face. I think if he stays in wrestling, he goes back to the E. But I don't think that he's going to stay in wrestling. And here's why I think that he will. It is, that's for business. You think he, he goes back eventually? If if he stays in wrestling, I think he goes back to, to WWE because mm. shitload of money. Uh, imagine the pop; it'd be bigger than the AEW pop. They'd have him do it in Ooh. Saudi Arabia or some shit in front of a hundred thousand people <laughs> Friday morning at eleven a.m. You better fly his ass out right now, <laughs> or they'd put him on you know Raw or SmackDown or something for a rating. But um, it would be insane. And also, 
If you're CM Punk, your legacy is that you were fucking asshole and you can't deal, you can't work with people. And a way to repair that is to go and work with a dude where it seems very obvious that, you know, they don't vibe. And also, if you're Triple H, it shows that you can do business with people that you don't even like, which I think is good for Triple H. I think, I think they both do it. Uh, and if he goes, if if he's interested in going back to wrestling, I think it happens. You Have know, him do a Cody angle. You know, It'd be fucking great way to keep Cody from the title, both of them from the title. My instinct is to say, not a chance. That there's no chance that CM Punk ever goes back to WWE. I think that this past year has taught me to never say, like, they always say never say never in wrestling. You know, we've seen Shawn Michaels fight in Saudi Arabia since he said no no more matches forever. I mean, and then we saw Cody go to WWE. When we heard rumors of that happening, we were like, no fucking way. Vince has stepped down this year. CM, uh, CM Punk going back to WWE doesn't seem impossible to me. Shinsuke is going to, the, the new, uh, to Noah. There's yeah, but, to be said about that. Yeah, but WWE doesn't see Noah as a competitor. I, I, I can't say I disagree with that. Does Noah run shows in the U.S.? No, but uh, they have some talent that's over in the U.S. Okay. Um, I, I get your point. But I don't. I think that they just see them as such small potatoes that it does. I think they're smaller than New Japan. I think New Japan is more of the bigger threat than no Noah doubt is. Um, Noah, duh. Uh, but um, <laughs> if uh, but like C- CM Punk, <laughs> C- CM Punk, they could have like some kind. They could have you know. And I got Bret Hart on the brain today because I watched uh, the Bret Hart. Broken Skull session, which I had never seen before, and I was kind of, I didn't feel like watching. I was like, this is going to be boring. I've heard it all, and then I watch it, and I was like completely enwrapped by it. But it does kind of seem like maybe CM Punk and Triple H kind of have a mini Bret Hart, Vince McMahon thing going on. And if they can, if Bret Hart can come back and have a WrestleMania match with Vince McMahon, then for sure, yeah, it was terrible, but they still did business. They still did business. Then CM Punk coming back to WWE and having a match with Triple H or whatever, or not it's a match, not, with, a not, H, not, not a match with Triple H, but maybe with like a surrogate, you know, someone that's, Umaga or somebody, somebody like that. Like you that know. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then, uh, man, I hope Zach is on mute, man. I've dropped a couple of bangers here. I thought he'd be laughing. Um, I, feel, I feel bad. I actually am laughing, but I am 100% on mute. <laughs> <laughs> then I could definitely see CM Punk uh, coming back to WWE. I I'll, I would put it. I don't know what Zach would put it as a percentage because I was inside pissing, but I would put it at probably like a fifteen percent chance. I was going to say that low. It's up. not out of the realm of possibility. It just doesn't seem very likely to me. I'll say that also because I also know that because CM Punk has a reputation for being hard to work with because. He has earned that reputation. I mean, there's no other way to there's no other way to describe it. Jason, you and I watched him on the challenge, and he Woo. was he, he he was hard to work with with those guys. And that's a sad state of affairs because I mean, 
I mean, my, watching bananas run him down was like one of the Ooh. saddest things I've ever seen. It's hard to watch because, especially when I like, you know, you see him pump. I know how you can go on the mic. It was why like, why are you not doing this right it here? It was like being at the grocery store and watching an old man need help with his grocery bag or something. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> this on, is just. That's like just just how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> give me the card. Christ. Yeah, right, I'll take it, uh, Earl. <laughs> 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 So, no, no, no. You scan it first, and then put it in the bag. But I mean, that's what that's what makes uh, wrestling so much fun. Um, is that we can have these conversations. It actually is a pretty fun conversation to have. Um, you know, you never, you can never say never in wrestling because if you were, if you were to say never, you never would have thought that Katsuyori Shibata would make his wrestling return against Orange Cassidy with Mike Tyson on commentary Jesus on AEW Rampage this Friday. So, <laughs> they better not have Mike Tyson on that match. So let's not let's 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 get there. So uh, Blackpool Combat Club comes out and fights uh, after Jericho and his uh, homies uh, try to beat up the ROH announcer. Then we have a triple threat match, which is Orange Cassidy versus Lucasaurus. Hey, uh, that's all you got to say about that. What else would I say? I would assume that, you know, it's a big-ass, you know, mosh pit. You know, this is what you don't like about AEW, blah, blah, blah. Ah, yeah, but you got to pick your battles, man. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what am I What am I going to say? It turned into a big schmoz? It, it, that never bothers me. The, the biggest schmoz of the night. That never the, bothers me as much as the schmoz at the end of the night. The, the schmoz going home. It always bothers me the most. Okay. So that that's personally. Okay. But, I mean, I, I also don't want to be a broken record on here, you know? When I saw that, I was like, ooh, I can't wait to hear what Bill thinks about that. <laughs> I mean. The Shemaz at the end of the night is definitely, like, on Tony Khan's Ford Hub favorite. It, yes. He, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, recommended for you. It's, like, WCW 98. <laughs> WCW 99 WCW 98 alternate um, so we have Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus versus Ray Fenix um, it, what was a you know I can't be mad at this match at all I enjoyed it um, you didn't like it uh, Orange Cassidy ends up going over. I actually liked Luchasaurus a lot in this match. I thought that he was really good in this match. He was the good big man that did all the, the heavy lift and throwing guys fun, around. I mean, fun match. The the matches you would expect these three guys to have, it could have gone longer for as far as I'm concerned. But the real newsworthy thing is that Orange Cassidy goes over and then Shibata comes out with the best friends and you know, new Rocky. friend of the show, Rocky Romero. You <laughs> know, we were oh, we were just talking to him a couple. You know, I bought him a drink. Yeah, I know. You're one Saturday. You're at Pops in Sauge, <laughs> Illinois, having Jay Bell buying you a drink, and then next, That's my dog. <laughs> and the next Wednesday, you're showing up on AEW Dynamite with Shibata. You're welcome. <laughs> in a major angle, uh, super. I mean, it only makes the guy seem cooler. Like he, you know, he's he's a part of it. You know, he is current. Uh, Shibata comes out, and Shibata and Orange Cassidy are going to have a match tomorrow night for the All-Atlantic Championship. I read on the internet, in the dirt sheets, and I think this was reported by Meltzer, Zach can probably uh, confirm this, that Shibata came to the U.S. and had two dream matches, and they were Orange Cassidy and Brian Danielson, which is fucking 
uh, really funny and very, uh, very. Okay, <laughs> let's make I, it happen. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to generalize, but very Japanese because that they, they do have no, but they do have a, a particular love for the comedy or like the the. They love the bizarre nature of professional wrestling, the absurdity of it. CDDT. You know, the thing that I always the thing that I always talk about why I like wrestling is the absurdity of it, and they certainly have a. Uh, a love for that. That wasn't the racist thing that I was alluding to earlier. Actually, I never got around to it. I was going to say that uh, Sonata's beard is so white, he's starting to look like Pai Mei from Kill Bill 2. I'm fucking And I don't real. know if that's racist, but it feels like it. If you got to ask, it's racist. <laughs> it, it feels racist. If you have to answer the question, it's racist. <laughs> but, man, what's with that beard, man? Looks like he's just like... <laughs> I know it's an audio medium, but like right. that thing that Pai Mei always does, which is like play with his beard while he like yells at Uma Thurman and smacks her hands. Um, anyway, Shibata is fighting Orange Cassie. What do you think about this, Zach? It is absolutely wild. I, it makes sense, though. I'm thrilled about the match. I mean, I can't see Shibata winning. That would be pretty insane. I don't know if New Japan wants him wrestling in the ring because... Right. Last time he went into the business for himself and he did the match and they're almost just like, well, fine, like go do it, you know, somewhere else or go wrestle somewhere else. That's fine. But, um, I mean, he's invaluable to them as a trainer, so they probably want to keep him happy. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be super fun. I'm tuning in to goddamn Rampage and, I mean, that's something special because that doesn't happen all that often. No, yeah. He's a very busy man on Friday night. <laughs> Huge social life over here. <laughs> I'll just say this, and we can move on afterwards. They I'm the quarterback of the show. We'll move on when I say it. Jason, give me your thoughts, and then we can move on. They paid off the Forbidden Door save after the uh, the Will Ospreay match. So now this comes full circle. You owe me one. Now this is my this is my uh, chip that I'm going to cash in. I want a shot at the title. I agree with two beer. It would be hard to see him winning the title. But Brian Dance and Shibata, mm, that sounds fucking amazing. Orange Cassidy and Shibata sounds amazing too, but obviously Brian Danson is the much bigger name and will garner, garner more attention. Danielson and Shibata in a headbutt only match. Oh, come on, man. Right. Come on, man. Exactly. Come on, man. Yeah. No, nah, dog. It'd be funny if they just opened up with a couple of headbutts and then they both got double counted out. <laughs> It'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck is this Mike Tyson bullshit? Like, Mike Tyson's like getting Ty- mad on TV, on commentary. Like, dude, what, 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 what the hell is this? It's, it's like two minutes. God damn, Jason's doing impressions now. I don't think I've ever heard Jason do an impression. <laughs> He's heating up. You uh, like Tai Chi and Ibushi, but only with headbutts. Right. Um, all right. So that's fun with Shibata. So uh, we're going to have next segment was Jade Cargill versus Marina Chef Fear. Jade Cargill goes over fairly quick. Nyla Rose comes out and yells at her a whole bunch. Uh, thoughts on this, Zach? Didn't watch it, but uh, wouldn't have even if I was watching it's a little disappointing that jade cargill hasn't been on television as much lately uh i don't know if that has something to do with what's going on maybe she has some stuff going on or whatever but she she is man i almost said she was a commodity but that really 
seems oh that's, man, that's bad. That seems racist. Yeah. Um, she yeah, is. But she's a star. She's a star, man. She's an unbelievable talent, and I think that she sh- personally, I think that she should be in the. They're keeping her kind of in like the Cody sphere. Remember how Cody like had his own stuff going on all the time. It had nothing to do with like the rest of the card. That kind of feels how they're dealing with Jade Cargo right now. Would you agree with that, Zach? Yep. A hundred percent. It's like it's kind of what you do when you don't want somebody in the title picture. Uh, and that's exactly how it was with Cody too. So I I mean, she definitely kind of needs to break out of that bubble. I don't like that she doesn't have a belt either. I never liked that gimmick. You'll never find me on record saying one time that it's cool that somebody stole a belt. Yeah, it's, um, it's lame. It is more annoying than anything right now that Jade Cargill is not carrying her own belt. It's, uh, Jason, what do you think? Um, Obviously, we did Marina versus Jade already. So We're was, talking about right now. No, I'm just saying we done... We did a match with them oh, already, gotcha. yep. and that wasn't really good. So I would like to think the focus would have been on the match, but then they had Nyla and uh, Mickey or Mickey Vicky on the uh, the ramp or whatever. Just have them on commentary if you want to do that. I don't have a problem with it. Just do it on commentary. It literally takes the focus away from the match. Um, Nyla Rose, I think, is a big enough star in AEW where you don't have to have her snatch the title just have her go run up like she's done a, a, any other title any other time for a title match and just demand a title shot she is has enough cachet at least in AEW to do that this is it is what it is I mean let's have him wrestle and just get it over with I think uh if you're gonna have Vicky Guerrero on your roster and managing your talent don't let the talent talk, and that goes for Nyla Rose also I like Nyla Rose on, on the mic I think she do, she does a, a a better job than I anticipated. Oh, okay. Uh, so the next thing I have blank, I think I had to go back and watch this today. I think what came next was the House of Black vignette, which yes. they unbelievable how how often AEW uses the surprise guest thing or the surprise appearance thing, and then they go ahead and they just tell you that Malachi Black is still with the company? Well, he told you that. He, he said that on Instagram. That, that's not... I'm not on Instagram! Okay, well, newsflash. He went on Instagram and basically said that he was not leaving AEW. He wasn't going to WWE. He said, Bill Veggie, I'm not leaving <laughs> AEW. It was on his Instagram live. Really? Clearly, you're not on Instagram, so none of this matters. Nobody tweeted me about it. Well, uh-huh. Twitter, Instagram, oh, never mind, two different. One makes me feel bad on purpose. The other one makes me feel bad accidentally. So I stick <laughs> with the one that makes me feel bad on purpose, which is Twitter. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then we have the the main event, unless there's something I forgot. The main event is Brian Cage versus Samoa Joe. And I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, I am a, I, I just think that Brian Cage is the fucking Elephant's eyebrows, man. He is the bee's knees. He is the cat's pajamas. He Elephant's fucking eyebrows? yeah. I, I saw it on a show last night. I thought it was good. I'm going to use it. Okay. Um, I think that Brian Cage fucking rules. I think he's a good baby face. I think he's a good heel. I think he's a good wrestler. He did a gut wrench power bomb to Samoa Joe last night. That was literally like people talk about feats of strength. That looked hard, and he did it like it didn't. It like it. It was nothing, and. It didn't look like Samoa – I don't think Samoa Joe was sandbagging him. I just think Samoa Joe was fucking massive, 
and it was really impressive. I'm a big Brian Cage fan. Brian Cage, Samoa Joe goes over. Brian Cage passes out. We get uh, the what are they called? The Kingdom Embassy. They're called the Embassy. Embassy. Prince Nana is their leader. Okay, uh, so <laughs> they come out. And <laughs> I mean, there is no prince you in an the embassy. Question, There's a prince <laughs> hey, in a kingdom. Hey, there ain't no hey, prince in an hey, embassy. You asked the question, brother. I just answered it. Maybe <laughs> ambassador Nana would make hey, more sense. Hey, but um, I answered the question. So a, a, another one of those redirects that AEW does. You think that it's over, and then Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and fucks Samoa Joe up. And I am here for a Powerhouse Hobbs Samoa Joe feud. Actually. Powerhouse Hobbs is probably going after Wardlow because he held the AEW. Or the oh, AT&T no, he fucked up Wardlow. After the fact. Wait, who'd he fuck up? The embassy comes in, they jump everybody. Right. But Brian Cage is still focused on Samoa Joe. Wardlow gets worked over by Powerhouse Hobbs. And at the end, Powerhouse Hobbs is holding the TNT title up over the fallen Wardlow. And that's how it ends. Which I'm I'm here for. I think it's cool. This is one of those cool AEW things where they actually end they end the show on somebody that isn't predictable. They ended the show on Powerhouse Hobbs, and Powerhouse Hobbs is a real talent, and I think he's got big upside. And um, it made me think, man, where the fuck is Ricky Starks? That being said, I like that they ended on Powerhouse Hobbs. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, would you have? Hobbs go over Wardlow? Mm. Yes. I think I would, too. Yeah. Wardlow's over. Wardlow's pretty much a made guy. He just got the title. I mean, well, I shouldn't say he just got the title, but he's just now starting to defend the title a little more. I, look, I like Powerhouse Hobbs, too. But this goes back to my acclaimed uh, FTR argument. Wardlow is over. There's no question about it. Yes. Powerhouse Hobbs needs to get over. Yes. I don't think he needs to win the title to do so. Brian Cage, and I agree with you, Bill, everybody gives Wardlow all kinds of credit about you know how great he is in the ring. Brian Cage was doing this before Wardlow was even thought about. He can throw guys around. He can jump over the top rope. Wardlow does those things, but we not giving Brian Cage any love for this? So that's my first problem with this. Brian Cage deserves some more love than what he's gotten. They can't, they, I mean, enough people have belts in the AEW. Saying he, he, you're, you're saying they need another belt for no, Brian no, Cage? No, no, I'm just saying. Who's got the FTW in belt? In the border words of Mandy Rose, put some respect on that man's name. FTW title is still with Hook. The immortal words of Mandy Rose. It's, it's for you, okay? You're the NXT oh, guy around here, all right, motherfucker? I don't think you're allowed to do that. Can't. Why can't I? You're the only guy that watch NXT around here? (laughs) No. I'm just doing that. I think you should leave quotes. Uh, What do you think about it, Zach? Yeah, I mean, you're right about Brian Cage for sure. It's It's a very competitive landscape out there. I mean, they got a lot of top guys in AEW. And, you know, they have a lot of belts, but not all of them matter. It's like, you know, it's kind of tough. I imagine it's tough to stand out. And I think Brian Cage is huge as he is literally. And as great as he looks and the dynamic things that he does for some reason has a hard time standing out. 
and I don't know what it is. Not for this but, podcaster, uh, but maybe for others. <laughs> no, I was getting ready to say, when you got somebody that's 6'4", 275, that can go over the top rope like Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Wardlow, any of these Our other truth. guys. Oh, you dirty. Uh-uh. 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 He's not paralyzed or anything, is he? He ain't no, he walked out of his own recognizance. No, he didn't. He had to have help out of the fucking arena. It was a bad looking spot. Yes, uh, it okay, was. all right. Maybe that was too far. Maybe that was too far. <laughs> like, My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. <laughs> As he's gimping up the ramp, I'm like, oh, our truth. Come on. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for our AEW recap. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, we're still looking. When no is, MJF? Uh, no MJF. That's fine. Give him the fuck. No, no. That, it's a good thing. Yes, Sell the I, injury from the week before. I totally agree. Uh, let's get to that. Full gear is next Saturday. That was 19th. November 19th. 19th. Two Saturdays from now. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, so your birthday's on a Sunday, huh? Scorpio season, baby. Hey, man. Scorpio season. <laughs> I didn't my want dude. him to start bragging about it, my but dude. yes. My dude. Yes, Scorpio it is that time. <laughs> it's going to say there's going to be some great I'm going to be 43. Riders. Jason's going to be older than that. Let's get to that. Three counts. Wait, you see me over here like, don't you say no stupid shit. Don't say no stupid shit. All right, Jason, what's the three count? Three count is we're going to do a WWE recap and leading into the crown jewel predictions. Here's the spoiler alert. I won't even call it a spoiler alert. Your boy, your boy, JCB, watched a little NXT last week. So just to placate your boy, Bill, over here, because he ran me down to talk about you watch this, you watch that. I didn't watch Halloween Havoc. I got Vikingo and Ray Phoenix in, but I was like, you know what? I'm off Tuesday night. It's about 6.45. I, I basically caught up with all the other shit that I need to watch for the pod and for my personal pleasure. Let's watch some little NXT. I'll just say this. The synopsis that Bill gave for Halloween Havoc, there is the highs, the lows, and shit in the middle. That was, for me, watching Tuesday night's NXT. For me, the highs, Braun Breaker, absolutely incredible. I haven't seen him in, it feels like, six or seven months, and he just looks like a, a very polished athlete in the ring. To me, it's a matter of time how you get him onto the main roster. I would love to see him at uh, Royal Rumble just as a nice little preview of what the things could be. Um not asking him to win it, but I would love to see him in it. The bad, um, people I just didn't know, um, when you go away for 10 months and then come back, it's hard to jump back into storylines, especially with storylines I don't understand or may not know the characters to. So that was kind of a, a difficult transition, but not too difficult. I mean, it's, it's like when it's like when you work at a place for a long time and then you go there and there's just a bunch of new faces and you're like, hey, where's my friend that's going to give me a free drink? <laughs> Who the fuck are you people? That's Jack Patrick yeah. sitting on Saturday you're like, night sometimes. You're like, right? you're like uh, hey, McKenzie, <laughs> I was a big deal around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bill Veggie. No, no, never mind. Okay. Um, so in that scenario, it's kind of hard to try to jump back into it. And then some of the ugly where 
it's just campy to me sometimes, man. I, I, it's it's too WWE to me sometimes, and that's not a bad thing. Sports entertainment has its place in wrestling. Some of it's real bad. Some, some of it's, it's real, real bad, good. and some of it's real good. Duke Hudson to me was kind of like a low point. But uh, then, well, they're doing the Chase U thing with him. I'll admit, I didn't watch NXT this week. Holy shit! <laughs> I, it's probably because you watched it, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even tweet it. I didn't even. He doesn't even follow me anymore. But I didn't even tweet this shit. I was like, I'm gonna be real sneaky about this shit. I'm just gonna watch it. I'm gonna take some notes, and he's gonna watch it. And I'm like, oh, guess who watched it? No, I followed you again after the after the G one was over. I started following you again. Okay, never mind. See, I, I still I, did right. I think. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, my wrestling Twitter feed has been really peaceful and enjoyable lately. Maybe I don't follow you anymore. Right. Uh, I'm if looking. You guys both would have watched it. The ratings for USA Network would have spiked in old dudes. <laughs> They'd have been like, oh my God. This motherfucker really here. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to out there. It's a weird <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> to me, real quick, and then what do you think it. of Pretty Deadly? I like Pretty Deadly. I, I, I knew them. I knew of them in NXT UK. What do you think of Grayson Waller? We'll just heat do a magnet. quick hit on it. Heat Magnet. You like him, right? Yeah, Toe Heat. Okay, so we didn't talk about this last week. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter is the newest member of the Schism. Uh, Ava Rain. Uh, she cut a promo this week, right? I heard it was okay. What do you think of it? it? I mean, it basically explains, you know, why she went over to the schism. Is that their name? I'm just yeah. having a hard time watching, you know, grizzled young veterans being a part of this nonsense. Okay. Uh, That's I'll, just me. Let, let me say this. As, a, as somebody who has watched NXT many weeks in a row and only missed it this week, I'll say this. The schism is awful. Okay. Maybe, thank you. That may, makes me feel better. <laughs> may, may, maybe the worst act in televised wrestling that there is right now. May, I'm not talking about, like, shit that's not on TV. I'm just talking about AEW, WWE, WWE. Impact. Yeah. Like, the schism is awful. Awful, awful, awful. And I don't think that Joe Gacy is not a talented dude. I'm just saying that this character is... is brutal bad and putting grizzled young veterans with him is not something that i'm into and putting ava rain i know that she's super young and i gotta start somewhere but and i expect her to do well because nobody likes telling the rock's daughter no i'm sure you know (laughs) maybe the rock talks to hbk and says you know treat her like you would treat her anybody else but he's not going to because she is the daughter of the biggest star in hollywood yep uh, you know, he doesn't make good movies anymore, but uh, or maybe never did actually. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, hey! The best movie he ever made was Pain and Gain. Come find him, Rock. Come find me, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> go kill. Go. Hey, Rock. I know where he lives. It's in St. Charles. I'll tell him the address here later on. We can come together. Come on, BFR, Rock. <laughs> right before uh, you kick his ass, <laughs> we just need you to say, "This is Dwayne Rock Johnson, and you're listening to Band from Ringside." Let's Ringside talk about Black Adam. Ass- <laughs> right. Actually, all I want to talk about is Pain and Gain. I think that movie fucking rips. Dude, you are just so, so on that. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Oh my god, that movie is so good. Okay, fine. That's I'm, all not, my- I'm not even being funny about it. I that will movie, watch it that's this a, That is a legit. That's a legit good movie. I will watch it this week. It'll be last I talk that? about until next week. Yeah, until I watch uh, it next week. <laughs> uh, so okay, so this is the three count. You want to talk about NXT? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Bloodline. Uh, well, actually, um, 
SmackDown came to St. Louis on Friday night. And, and, and it's going to be in St. Louis tomorrow night, too, because they taped two shows. Oh, okay. Even better. But in this scenario, for me, the the highlight of all. There's only of, one thing to talk about. All of WWE for this yeah. week. And that's not even including, ex- excluding Crown Jewel. The opening segment for SmackDown, the match it was good. Um, Brawling Brutes versus, versus Sammy, Sammy and Solo. It was a good match. Fair enough. Sammy and Solo lose the match because Jay and Sammy have miscommunication. And then, of course, Roman Reigns comes down and he demands there's going to be peace in the bloodline. And you two jokers figure this shit out. Sammy Zayn, of course, comes willingly. Hey, you know, I don't know what I did, but I'm here to, you know, fall in the sword. You know, I'm here to put the hand out. Shake my hand. Jay, shake my hand. Jay, hot head as usual. I don't like you, Sammy. You ain't a part of my family. Fuck you. You know, I don't give a fuck what the tribal chief says. And when he said those words, the look on Roman Reigns' face was absolutely priceless. He gets, Roman Reigns gets a little, you know, honorary mention in this shit for the fact that how he just reacted to not even the, the, the laughing part, but just how he reacted to it. And then after everybody's breaking down, Jay's trying to walk away. He's like, no, nah, Jay, come on over here. Oh. <laughs> it was so good. We're now literally the word Usi is going to be a part of our lingo for the next 10 or 15 years when it comes to wrestling. And it started right here in St. Louis. It's a beautiful fucking thing. I love the fact that now they are going to push back plans for KO and Sami Zayn to be a tag team because the bloodline with Sami Zayn is yeah, so white hot. You yeah. gotta ride it into the ground. You gotta ride I don't it. Ca- Look, like I said, I don't want this to end anytime soon, but to me, that segment on SmackDown where everybody, and I was waiting, I wanted the, the, the camera to go to Solo Sokoa, and I said it's you, Vice. I wanted the, the camera to go to Solo because he's the only one that you never see break. Everybody I, else breaks. No, you, you know, don't see him break. I don't think That's he, what I wanted to see. I don't, think, I, I, I don't think that he breaks just because he's, I don't know, maybe I just believe the character too much. I heard an interview with him a couple weeks ago with Peter Rosenberg, and I just think that that guy is actually like, Super fucking dumb, like with no personality. Like I don't even think he got the joke. Come find me, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus but um, <laughs> the bloodline. You might as well just say bloodline. Bloodline, come find Bill Baggy. <laughs> no, but I'm just I'm just joking around. Uh, Solo Sokoa, come on at BFR. But um, I, okay, so I'm gonna ask Zach this because I know Zach watched this segment for sure. Zach, do you think that they knew that Sami Zayn was gonna use the word Usi? Definitely not. Because it really, no it, bro- it broke everybody. Like, and <laughs> like, I can't think of another segment in wrestling history that was so funny that guys were, that were supposed to be up there being serious, like laughed. Because usually it's like, you know, Kurt Angle was really funny. Edge and Christian were really funny, but they were like supposed to be funny. But this was supposed to be a serious segment. And, and and the drama so of it, the drama of it was real, you know. Like Jay saying, "I don't give a fuck 
or I don't care what the tribal chief thinks, and the crowd goes, oh. oh. And, and, <laughs> I was like, oh, and, you, and you know what? I'm at home like, oh, and, and that really <laughs> pack a bowl. <laughs> this is getting ready to get good. <laughs> that that really says something about the act of the bloodline, though, that they earned that. Like that was a real that was a real thing that they earned because nobody had gone against the tribal chief in a long time. Roman Reigns. Je- well, since Jimmy came back, right? So. All right, Zach, give me your thoughts. Do you think that you don't think that they expected him to say the word Uzi? <laughs> give me your thoughts, please. It was it was hilarious. Jay, the look that Jay gave him whenever he said he's not being very Uzi, he looked at him like, I can't. <laughs> and that motherfucker said it straight said, said it with a straight face. I'm like, man, this is crazy. It Jamie Zane is so good, but like everybody in this ended up like turning this into a remarkable segment. It's one of the most memorable segments. Uh, I mean, it's one of the best segments on TV this whole year. And part of it is the buildup to the bloodline just being so good and Sami Zayn being so good. But everybody was fantastic in this, but no, I don't think they thought he was going to say the word Usi. <laughs> By any means. I, I totally agree. It's Although I think he said it on the way out to the ring, like they did a little interview segment before the match. And I think he said it because I, I had he seen did the too. segments before I saw that. And he was like, let's get Usi, like as he walked in the curtain. <laughs> it's not, it, I, no, I, <laughs> I agree with you. That was a completely it's involuntary time, laugh by me. It's, like, I it's did, the, not the first time I that did they not said Usi on WWE TV. It was just for me. When he said it right there in that moment, it was like the tension was high. You already had Jay and Roman kind of now now getting ready to beef again. They already had a previous beef. Sammy's coming in to try to be the peacemaker, and the word he used was Usi. They really like that was it. I, I was like, dude, I'm done. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing how they capitalize on this, and I'm I'm having faith that they're going to capitalize on it in a real way. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't think that they know what it's going to be. No, not at this but point. They really need to keep ratcheting it up. And if ratcheting up, ratcheting it up means that they start calling him Sammy Uso and they Done. strip the Uso name away from Jay. Done. I am Done. here for it. Like if Jay's going to be <laughs> like the little pesky guy that runs or like if Jay has to, <laughs> if Jay has to start wearing if Jay if he has to start wearing the honorary Uso shirt. Oh my and god. it's just and it's just Sammy Uso. <laughs> Oh my god! And just Jay ride Zane. that motherfucker all the way to WrestleMania, and then have Sami Zayn win it off for of Roman Reigns. God, it would be. I mean, wouldn't that be the best case scenario if they could do that and do it compellingly? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think he's okay. If you have not seen this segment, seek there's it out. Seek it out. People it, that there, saw it at this. There point. is something, but there's something and about there's something about people trying not to laugh and laughing that just makes you laugh. Like it is. It's. It's the it's when one of the best. when they break. It's yeah, so it's in, it's inescapable, and this is no different. Like them trying to look hard as fuck. Jay, I felt the most bad for because the spotlight is on him. Oh, and he kept burying his head. <laughs> right? And like at one point, he had his head buried in his face. I'm like, is he, he crying? No, and you could see him like look back at Sammy and do something. Like he was probably like, yeah, what man, the fuck, fuck are you, you dude? Doing? Why are you doing me like this? <laughs> Yeah, and the more and more everybody started to break is the more and more Sego was just like, ooh, see, This whole thing was a beautiful train wreck of just 
we always want to have things just happen organically. Right. And this if you was put, the if you perfect put, example of a segment, a, a person, anything you want to call it. They all got over organically because it wasn't supposed to happen, and then it happened, it was and the, everybody's talking about it. It was the perfect example of putting people in the position to succeed, and they're going to succeed. And then it's also wrestling, so weird shit's going to happen, and then that's going to accidentally get over. And now everybody's chanting Usi at those people all the time. Saudi Arabia's going to have a good-ass time on Saturday. <laughs> um, Sammy's yeah. not going to be there. Yeah, Sammy's not going to be there. It don't matter if you see the, if you see the Usos, you know what you thinking. Also, those those stop, stop, stop. I'm not having an atomic bomb coming over here tonight or a nuclear bomb. Just just chill out. You think Saudi Arabia has nukes? <laughs> okay, buddy. This conversation is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this kind of uh, but this did overshadow what was the biggest segment of the night, which was the maximum male models uh, got they, they <laughs> went new day went over clean over maximum male models. And then you have uh, you so also have, yeah, okay. So what do we think about the Bray Wyatt segment with Uncle Howdy? Uh, are we are we still on the same page? I feel yes. like this. Yes. Uh, the fact that I had to watch Raw to understand what he was saying after the fact is a problem. It's so garbled. It's so distorted. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. I want to know. This is where you get Bill, me to invest, and Bill's I don't FBI know. FBI background check is going to take actually three weeks because all the FBI is trying to figure out the Bray Wyatt promo. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally you need Cole's captioning to watch the second part of the segment. God damn, I'm Zach, trying. that's a funny joke. I'm trying. I, w- I want to get into it, but it's so hard, and they're not letting me listen to both sides. I get Bray. I'm investing on the Bray side. The the Uncle Howie thing is just, it's it's so over the top. We should also say that, okay, I, I, yeah, I have nothing else to say about it. It's like I'm just still waiting for it to intrigue me. It just... Hasn't it hasn't. We really are in the minority, though, us three. Yes. No, like everybody else is like, oh, this Bray Wyatt stuff. Oh, this is so good. This okay. Is, all right. All right. Well, yeah. I, I like watching guys fake fight. Uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you show me some of that? Um, He's wearing too many clothes. He's in his underwear wrestling another man. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had the return of Emma this week uh, against Ronda Rousey, a friend of a friend of the show. She is friends with Tender Mahal. She is friend of a friend. She, she's worked uh, Grandel Wrestling. Nice to see her back. Uh, she had a pretty good showing against Ronda Rousey. Apparently signed with WWE after the right. fact. Looks like Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are a tandem now because Shayna Baszler's out there beating up Natty for uh, uh, for Ronda's benefit. Um, no, some, Ronda needs a heater. Shayna Baszler's a good Does heater. Ronda need a heater? She's supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet, but okay. Um, I mean, I'm just telling you what they tell me. What? Don't make that face at me. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't need a heater. What do you think, but- Zach? I think... Uh- Ken Shamrock should have really had like somebody like Kevin Nash standing behind him. You know, really need a heater. He's heating up. He's exactly right. Okay, that's the same thing. It's the same thing. I know, but it's stupid. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it's the same No, you said she needs a heater. That's what you said. HBK? HBK? She looks cold. 
That's what it was. He, he, you don't want you don't want Ronda to have taking pins unnecessarily. That's where Shayna Baszler comes in. I don't think that's what, okay. All right, okay. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I hope it ends up with a Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler match somewhere down the line. Uh, you Two know. years WrestleMania. What? Two years at WrestleMania. No, this year at WrestleMania. No. No, yeah. They, they're not going to wait two uh, years. So, okay, so let's get this straight. Okay. Let's get this straight. Yeah. So I'm straight as fuck. So <laughs> we're going to have, in, in, in one form or fashion, a Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler match at WrestleMania. Not Becky Lynch, not Charlotte. If not before, yeah. Okay, I would say before. Fine, but you not said, at WrestleMania. I thought you said two years in WrestleMania. You wanted to say WrestleMania. I just look. I just threw the shit out there. I didn't say WrestleMania. I just said sometime sooner than later. But anyway, uh, did you guys watch? I'm pretty sure it'll be more at like uh, backlash. Uh, a little backlash. <laughs> a little battleground. Queen of the wing, baby. It's Queen of the wing, baby. All right, Zach. Did you watch Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory on Raw? Uh, no, uh, although I heard that it was actually like a really good match. Yeah, uh, so it, I thought that Austin Theory gained a lot in defeat in this match. Uh, Seth Rollins made him look like a stud, but Seth Rollins pulled out all the stops on him. Like, really, really, you could tell that Seth Rollins was working hard to make Austin Theory look good, and it worked. And Austin Theory can look good if he's working with somebody like Seth Rollins. It, it was a well, trip. Dude, if, if you if you want Austin Aries to be you know, a top guy, you put him in a long feud with a guy like Seth Rollins and make him wrestle all the time on the house shows, and he'll be good pretty quick. Or he won't be, in which case you know that he probably shouldn't be a top guy. Did you say Austin Aries? He said Austin Aries. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What is going good. on yes. here tonight? Is yes. it a full moon or something? Yes. The I'm not the only one going down. Come Unprofessional down. bullshit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, so we got the Miz versus Ali. Not going to talk about Damian Priest versus Carl Anderson. Who cares? J- Judgment Day beatdown. MVP versus Omos. We'll cover it during our mm. Crown Jewel predictions. Uh, JBL comes out with Corbin. Uh, JBL really doing a great job. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't. I don't want to. I I'm don't want to like it. Though. I don't want to like it. But JBL gets heat. I don't think you need. I don't think you need Corbin or JBL to get Corbin heat, but I will give credit where the credit is due. JBL is perfect, especially coming into Texas this week. They stop Oklahoma. You know he comes out and basically nods on Texas, and then the next thing you know, it's switched. You guys are so flakes. Fuck you guys. Bring out Baron Corbin. I don't think you need JBL for that, but it's it's different. I mean. I think we've done everything you could possibly do with Baron Corbin, though. He's been king in the ring. He's been happy Corbin. He's been sad Corbin. He's been rich Corbin. So, I mean, at a certain point, you know, JBL is probably the next best step to hopefully get him over where he's like a, a mid-card champion. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. I must be drunk. He's a, hopefully a mid-card champion. He, you know, he, he can, you know, be the the, the gatekeeper for the mid-card for a little bit. I, I can't. All bullshit aside, okay, I do like Baron Corbin. He's a good wrestler. I just hate the character. Except for Sad Corbin when he was 
busted in in Vegas, and he's just trying to like you know just trying to find the next meal. That character was the funniest of all characters, probably because he was out there all fucked up and just trying to find the next meal. So you know that might be just me being a bad person, but neither here nor there. I just like I said, for me, I like the wrestler. Just the characters minus the NXT Lone Wolf character have just not been my cup of tea. You would have a hard time pressing me to give you my favorite Baron Corbin character because they're all tied for first because I love him that much. <laughs> Except for when he had long hair. He looked like shit. So that was the NXT Baron Corbin. He was a wet guy. You know what a yeah. wet guy is? Yeah. Yeah, he was like a wet guy. Yeah, dry, you know, it's, it's like Rouge, Triple H, these guys, you know. Well, it's like Brandon Crawford on the Dodgers, like fucking Brandon Marsh on the Phillies. Phillies. Like, just fucking wet guys. In fact, on Twitter last night, I put my all-time top Wh- four wet guys. Mount Rushmore of wet guys. Oh, Jesus. You ready for it? Okay. Mitch Williams of the Phillies. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing. Razor Ramon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Big-time wet guy. Meatloaf. And John the Baptist. (laughs) 281, where this shit goes left. (laughs) My top four, top four. Where the BFR Top four wet guys of all time. Okay. uh, What are you you saying, actually? I don't know. I don't know the word. Wet guys. So so there was this old Deadspin writer when Deadspin was good. Uh, uh, His name is uh, Drew Maggery. Margery. And he always talked about how every baseball team had a wet guy now. And if you watch it, like, every baseball team does have a guy who has, like, had long hair and he's just wet all the time. You're like, why is this guy wet all the time? Like, does he have a Crisco in his hair? But like, that's what he, I thought you said. That's so good. <laughs> he talks about how every baseball team is a wet guy. And so I've just been talking about wet guys ever since. And... Razor Ramon's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of wet guys. Yeah, for sure. I I put on Twitter that Ultimate Warrior and my buddy Jeff Jones, Jeff Jarrett actually is his real name, he was like, uh, Razor Ramon was way wetter than Ultimate Warrior. And I was like, God damn, you're right. Razor Ramon is like the ultimate wet guy. He just oozed machismo. (laughs) And it was in liquid form. So wet. I I just think... I just think that uh, John the Baptist, because <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus was a wet guy, too. And I was like, John the Baptist had to be a wet guy, right? <laughs> That's really funny. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a great name for a wet guy, too. John the Baptist. <laughs> like, he's just baptizing people in his fucking Crisco in his hair. I'm out of shots. I'm just like, I need alcohol. <laughs> I'm, like, scrambling for anything. <laughs> All right, so uh, I thought you was leaving for real. Dar- like, I talk. No, all right, we'll get back to dry guys. Uh, John Gargano has a complete comedy segment on Raw this week. I'm not sure why they're doing so much comedy with him. I guess they trust him with it. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't really love it. Though. Now let's talk to the Johnny Gargano fan of, of the, the the podcast. What do you think of that's happening with Johnny Gargano? I just do you said like it. it? No, you're not the Johnny Gargano fan of this podcast. We're both Johnny Gargano fans. I don't know. I don't know not why you tried to separate everybody. You tried to you tried not to compartmentalize everybody. Not any more than that other guy. Okay, he's he basically came out. Are you like, talking about like, our friend Zach? Yes. Okay, let's see what Zach has to say about that. Zach. Uh, as the ambassador to the Gargano tribe. I will agree with Bill in the sense that I would rather see Gargano wrestle, but I think they do just kind of trust him. Because remember in NXT, like especially over like the pandemic, 
they would do like long comedy shit with him all the time and yeah, the pretty way. entertaining TV. Yeah, in the way. Um, and it got over uh, and it is a variety show. So if you got a guy who's like good at it, but uh, at the same time, it is funny because the raw audience is not the NXT audience. So I don't think they've really shown like Gargano's real strength yet on the main roster. I agree. Wrestling is his, is his thing. I just uh, hopefully you get there sooner versus later. He's Johnny Wrestling, not Johnny Sketch Comedy. But I, I, that's just me. Uh, and then we have new women's tag team matches. Our champions, Asuka and Alexa Bliss, go over damage control to win the tag belts. I don't have much to say about this without getting into the predictions. I'll say this much. Damage control was hot coming into SummerSlam. By the time they lost the championships on Raw, at least EO and Dakota, I was okay with that. They have lost a lot of momentum coming into it. Now, how you want to describe why they lost that, I'll let you deal with that. But for me, not a huge surprise at this point. I'm okay with it. I'm surprised because it's not like the match was even booked before the show started. Right. There was a title switch. But that's, that's, what, the, that's the thing that's surprising about it. Well, no, I think that maybe Triple H creative saw the writing on the wall and it was maybe a time for a title change. Like oh, I yeah, said, that's fine. I don't really care about it. No. It's, it's, it kind of came out of nowhere. But I guess here's my biggest problem with this is that once again, now we're back to the problem where we brought the tag team titles back and now we don't have, you know, a, a legitimate direction, the, you know, the next tag team or whatever the case may be. For me, I really wish they would have just kept it as, as one tag team championships, whether it was NXT or WWE, whoever it was. So that way you would ha- – and they're doing it anyway right now where you have, like, a Apollo Cruz coming down to NXT. You had Dolph Ziggler come down to NXT. You could have had the – when they first initially did it, the NXT champions were going to be the ones that were going to travel around from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and defend these championships. That way you can have crossover or whatever the case may be. For whatever reason, they went away from that, and, you know, they gave the tag team championships to the the main roster and to SmackDown uh, or to NXT as well. I thought it would have been a good idea just to keep it like that to where now you can just have a a floating championship between three brands. And I'm not saying NXT is a brand, but you know, it's it's a show on Tuesday so you can you know where to watch it. You can have that to where you know like Katana Carter and uh Kaden oh shit, what's her fucking name? Um Okay, those girls can get over in a scenario where they might not win the titles, but you can have them on TV, on Raw, on SmackDown, and have them do their thing. That, to me, is one of the problems with the Women's Tag Team Championships in general. Just keep it to one. That's why I love the Men's Tag Team Championships have won. The Men's Singles Championships needs to be broken up. All right, and if Final thoughts before we get into our predictions. That's good. Do it. Fart. Drink out. One, two, three. 
Is Zach still alive? <laughs> Alright guys, oh so we have some Crown Royal predictions here and I have to say that I have filled out every single Crown answer. Royal. Did I say Crown Royal? <laughs> <laughs> the Comedy of Mistakes Podcast 281. I've already got, thank you, thank you Zach. You gave me the fucking mention for this shit. Bad for podcast. You guys are gonna feel terrible if it finds out that you have that I have a brain tumor and I'm like slowly dying and I have six months left and you're gonna be like, oh, God, he I, kept I fucking wish the, a camera was on me right he now. He kept fucking this stuff up on the podcast and we laughed at him, we laughed and we laughed him, but it was just Bill slowly dying. We laughed for six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he we died the way he lived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. That is really good. Cold blooded. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. All right, so uh, we got. <laughs> fuck. I really just fucked up my own joke because now I can't start the other. Oh, it would be fine. Uh, anyway, Nobody's I have filled out. Anyway. I have filled out every single prediction that I have thus far. I like to do this now in. In advance, so I can't do what Jason did a couple weeks ago and just glom off of my answers and get it right. Um, so I have filled out every single answer except for one, and I'll let you guys. And that's the one we're going to start with. Okay. But let me write down my answer first. Hold Go on ahead. a second. Roman versus Logan Paul. He's really on the tip. <laughs> I just flipped a, I, I really just flipped a coin, though. <laughs> All right. You are so stupid. We have, I love you. <laughs> we have Crown Jewel. Is this tomorrow? No, it is Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. Here? A Central Standard America Time. America Time? Central Standard okay. Time is 11 o'clock. Because Crown Royal, Crown Jewel. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't take a drink because I was literally like this. I didn't do that on purpose. Royal, All right. Like, All right. Oh, Come on. Let's grow. Let's grow. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Crown this Jewel. This talking about let's grow up. <laughs> Crown Jewel did used to be on Fridays because I used to be working and watching it, right? But now it's going to be on Saturday America time. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the one that I couldn't figure out how to figure how to write down was Oscar and Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control. Oscar and Alexa Bliss took the belts from Damage Control on Monday night. So, Jason, who do you have? <clears throat> I will take the chance to retain. So you are taking Asuka and Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Who you got, Zach? Yeah, I'll say they retain as well. I mean, they just got the belt. It'd be super weird doing it now. Uh, Vice, uh, who do you have? Asuka and Alexa Bliss or Damage Control? Asuka Alexa Bliss. He is taking the champs also. Uh, I'm. Uh, I flipped a coin here. I took damage control. I really didn't know who to take. I'm taking damage control because I, because of my next pick, which is Bianca Belair versus Bailey, and I am taking Bailey here, and I am expecting damage control to walk into war games with all the belts. So, I'm taking Bailey here, and I. This is the other reason I'm taking Bailey is because I think that. Bianca Belair, they've been calling her uh, 
that Jane Cena on the internet. People have been calling her Jane Cena because she gets over so hard because she always goes over and because she always goes over in a big time comeback and it always seems like she's never going to make it and then she just goes over again. So she's starting to get that. I think if they're going to take the belt off of her though, they would do it in uh, in bunch of a front in front of a bunch of middle aged Middle Eastern men uh, wearing long cloaks. <laughs> so I am going to take oh I'm going to take Bailey. I think the FBI will hear that, man. I need God, this new job. They're going to pay me a lot more. <laughs> All right, get, Zach, get the time on this. Let's start, uh, start mark this motherfucker right now so we can go back and uh, delete this out. I'm taking Bianca Belair at this point. I'm sorry. If, if Charlotte is coming back and she knows she's coming back, WrestleMania season is around the corner. The biggest match that you could probably make. It's still it, half a year away, though. Like, we always talk about being right around the corner. But, like, WrestleMania is still six months away. It was six months ago. Okay. This is November. Seven, seven months. This is November 3rd. We're sitting out here on your beautiful patio, and it's like Thank 75 you. degrees, 70 degrees. It's unusually warm for November in St. Louis. No. In November? No, well, I'm not going to argue with this. Go ahead. What's your point? My point is, is Charlotte is around the corner. There's no reason to... It's her- not a season. It's it's WrestleMania season, motherfucker. Okay? That's the season. And you want to have your biggest players on the biggest stage at the biggest time. So you're going to have Charlotte somewhere around the corner. I'm taking Bianca Belair because Charlotte is around the corner. If not at WrestleMania, damn sure. Uh, if not at Royal Rumble, damn sure at WrestleMania. Two beers, Zach. Who you get? I'm going to go with Bianca. I just don't feel like it's her time to lose it yet. And that's all I can say. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match because I like watching Bianca Belair big time matches. She's fun to watch. She steps up. Yeah, she really does. Uh, Who you got, Vice? Bianca. All right. So everybody's taking Bianca except for Bill. And I'm the only one that took damage control, too. All right. Okay. <laughs> this, no, no, no. Let's just see what happens. This okay. Can, this can uh, go one way or the other. Uh, for the unified tag belts, we have the Usos versus the Brawlin' Brutes, which is, for the all intent, for these intents, Ridge Holland and Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn. So who do you have, Zach? This is the Usos. Um they're, you know, gone on so long. They're gonna have. To, they haven't beat New Day's record yet, have they? No. No. So I think that they'll probably have to do it, or they'll have to face the Usos or face the New Day, like around that time. It'd, it'd just be silly if the Brawling Group beat the Usos right now. The Bloodline's like so hot. Uh, yeah. No. Vice. I got the Usos as well. Steve Wonder can see the Usos are going to win it. They got New Days right around the corner. I mean, no need to fuck this shit up at this point. What's your What's the way to say it? Is the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week? <laughs> no, my Lead Pipe, my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock. He of was the just week. asking how we say it. That's how we say it. Okay, yeah, and then that's my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. Done. That's so. Before I wrote down my shit earlier, right? You can't change it. I wrote down brutes. 
because I was thinking, oh, I was getting mesmerized by the Uso drama, the Uzi drama. He's getting ready to change it. And then Zach reminded me that we had to, like, they had not reached the the New Day level yet, and they're going to save it up for that match. So I crossed it out before I said anything. And I wrote down a U. Wait, wait a minute. I'm taking hang the Usos on, also. Hang on, man. <laughs> hang on, man. We got all kinds of bullshit going on. No, oh, I, man. I, no that's I'm, that bullshit. No, I, I'm telling that, you what I did. I crossed bullshit. it out and I wrote okay. you. Okay, so why are you going to do the predictions before we even do it? I forgot then, about that part. No, no, no. I forgot, no, man. I just forgot about that part. So we're all taking the Usos. We all knew that. I mean, that's an easy pick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I can't believe you even wrote down Brent to be good. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, this is probably the hardest one for me to predict. Uh, listen, when I wrote down all this shit, I was like, man, I could be wrong about six out of eight of these. I got to hear easily, some more of this weed. Easily. This is a hard thing to predict. But I am going to go. So for Judgment Day versus the OC, I'm going to go the OC. Jason, I'd like to hear your prediction next. I have no I have no reason why other than the Judgment Day can't win everything, and they've just been winning everything over and over and over again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I can skip you. Yeah, please. <laughs> Give me a Vice, do you want to go? <laughs> I'm going Judgment Day on this one. Vice is going Judgment Day. Zach, who do you have? I got the OC, uh, you know, they're newer to the, at least this point, newer. And, um, yeah, I can just imagine them bring it. Like, if it was Vince, Vince might bring the OC over to Saudi Arabia to job him out. <laughs> but, I could totally see that, too. Jason, you okay? <laughs> no, I'm still mad about Carl Anderson. I'm, come find me as soon as I catch my breath. Um, I'm going to take the OC on this one. As, as much as I don't like wow. Carl Anderson. And as much as I want him to come find me in St. Louis, Missouri at 63, wow. blah, 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 you can. Uh, it, That's your zip code? 63, blah, 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 yeah, it's my zip code. Um, I know where you live, I would be, I would be really surprised. I know where you that, live. I know you do. I'll say it right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them. $1,000 Street. <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> I would be really surprised. Get there between to midnight to and three. Yeah, right. On Fridays, Saturdays, and some Wednesdays, I guess. Yeah. Knock on the door, see what happens. I, I have the OC on this one. I agree with everything the two beer said. You're not going to bring them over to Saudi Arabia on the nine Vince regime and have them job out in Saudi Arabia. Vice Vice is the only one that had Judgment Day there, which is, that surprised me. But um, I just think that I, you I can't have him lose a, again. Look. Or unless, I would unless love you're just, to see unless Ray you just, take the win. No, I'm sorry, Dom take the win. That would be perfect. Unless you're just Triple H and taking your steroid shrunken dick and putting it on the table and being like, I'm going to pay Carl Anderson, even though he has a new Japan belt. I got to take a playoff. I'm going to pay him to come over to Saudi Arabia and job out to Judgment Day. Huh? No. No, we're still recording. We're almost done. You can stay out here. Next up, we have... Omos versus Braun Strowman. Do you want to make a pre- do you want to make a prediction there? Come here. Who you got? Omos or Braun Strowman? Omos. 
Ooh, that's who I got too. Already wrote it down. Give me I, Omos as well. <laughs> no, I'll actually take that back. I got Braun Strowman. I got Braun Strowman. I got Braun <laughs> he got Strowman. caught up in the moment. <laughs> right. He was like, give me, he's like, fuck it, give me Omos. Wait, wait, wait. Hold oh, on whoa, a whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll take Braun Strowman. <laughs> hard right, hard right, hard right. I, you can't. Colts get started. <laughs> <laughs> Two beer. If I ever have kids, <laughs> and it's a boy, may I name it after you? Oh, really? Because <laughs> you're my brother. I give you my blessing. Thank you. Uh, no, I got Braun Strowman on this one. The only reason I got it is because if you bring him back, you bring him back for a reason. Uh, Omos has to get over it, and I get that. I just don't think this is the right place, right time. Uh, Vice, who you got? Braun Strowman. Vice taking Braun also. Zach Pullman, who you got? I got broad mostly because I don't want to say the other guy's name. <laughs> we have shamed him Dude. on this pod. <laughs> Zach, shamed him. Zach, let me stop recording for a second. Uh, hold on. I got to stop recording. Zach, are you a stand-up comedian? <laughs> dude, I never I stopped recording, away. dude. You're on tape. <laughs> I say this is why I need to look away. Like, don't wait. I told go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say Jason's it. Jason's like, here's the baddie. Let's get crazy. It's like the last 20 minutes of this shit is just a free for all. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. And oh, you know what? I forgot to say this. The Bianca Belair. Bailey match is a last woman standing match. I'm still taking Bianca. And this Does that change you- anybody's picks? No. Nope. Okay. All right. Is it the first ever last woman standing match? Uh, come on, man. Come on. Come I on. don't know. Come it on. might be. Are they being super no, actually, progressive in Saudi Arabia? Actually, I think it is because Bailey and Bianca were supposed to have the, the first last woman standing match. Bailey got hurt training for this match. That's when Bailey. Um, that's when Bailey go got hurt. We're still recording. And then she had to go away. Bianca held the title, and now we're here again. I think this is WWE long-term okay. storytelling. So let's get past it then. So we have steel cage match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. Jason already took Karrion Cross. Zach, who you got? Did I? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I took Gary Gross. No, I'm sorry. I was like, did I pick? Sorry, Jason, who are you taking? Okay. <laughs> I know I'm pretty banged put up. Put that on you. I'll put it on you. I, I, know I'm pretty banged, uh, I know I'm pretty banged up, but I was like, damn, I didn't know I picked. Um, this is a steel cage match. Kerry Cross won the first. Oh, my God. This is a perfect time for him to win the second. But This I'll is go- a hard one, too. I will Th- these go. are hard picks, actually. Now, it's, this is hard because I know what you should it do. It also feels like a real pay-per-view. No, it doesn't. I, I don't know, man. It I, really this does. This is easily bypassable. So- the one they did the last year, last year when they had Roman versus <laughs> Brock a, as, the late, as the main event, that was the one that was like, and we said it on sorry, the pod, it was sorry. a WrestleMania-type fucking this card a, in Saudi Arabia. This is a massive card. No, it's not. Dude, this is a massive card. Okay. We got two guys that are that are sitting here that can be easily voting on one side or the other. I will go to Two Beer. You can go to Vice. Two Beer. Is this a massive card, yes or no? I think so. 
Dude, wow. I, I know what Vice is going to say. Okay, fair enough. There's no doubt. Fair it's enough. a massive curse. Look, I'm on the island by myself. I'm, I don't I'm mind not, being the black I'm guy. Not, I, I would just say this. I am not looking forward to the, right. this one, the one, the one I was looking forward to who, the one before. Who are you taking? Karrion Cross or Drew McIntyre? Steel cage match. I'll, I'll go typical WWE booking, especially in Saudi Arabia. Give me Drew McIntyre. Vice. I'm taking Cross, and this is definitely a big card. This is a fun time. Yeah, this is a big card, dude. You're the only one on that. Like these are this this could be this could be SummerSlam. Okay, look at this lineup, dude. Braun Strowman versus Omos. No matter what you think of it, no matter what, really, that that is a, really that no, that, but that's, that's a, your starting argument for this is a huge card. I'm saying that I know a, they're big guys. Hold on, but hold that on, doesn't hold mean on. it's a huge card. Stop. So what? This is a five star classic. Really? That's what you're going to go with? I'm saying Come if, harder than that. I'm saying if that's your fifth worst match or your fifth least interesting match, that's a big-ass card, man. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Everybody wants to see that. Lashley versus Lesnar. Everybody wants okay, to see that. I'll give you that one. Bianca versus Bailey. Everybody wants one. to see that. Usos versus the Brutes. Everybody wants to see that. McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Oh, you don't want to see that? How about... Fucking Styles versus Finn Balor in OC versus Judgment Day. That's not a big fucking card. That could be SummerSlam, dude. No joke. No joke. That is a fucking... This is a massive card. Okay. So you're agreeing with me? No. Okay. Not All right. All, All right. <laughs> so you're not taking McIntyre. Okay. Yes, and Bo's taking Karrion Cross. Okay, Zach, who you got? Karrion Cross versus McIntyre in Steel Cage. Um, I've got... Uh, Drew McIntyre for sure. Wow. All right. So Bo and I are on the same page, and Two Beer and JCB are on the same page. I'll take it. I feel pretty it's, fucking confident. It's Toronto, WrestleMania all over again. Don't right. I know what the fuck's getting ready to happen All next. right. We got two matches left. <laughs> These are probably – this one's hard. Next one's easy. I'll start with the hard one, okay? Okay. We got Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Ain't that hard. I went on the podcast about a month ago and talked about how we'd never seen this match. Yet, I was there at the Royal Rumble <laughs> eight months ago and watched this match live. And don't remember it. Tweeted about it while I was watching it and couldn't stop talking about it after I left the, the show <laughs> with David Patterson. And I was like, man, we've never seen Lesnar versus Lashley. And then the next day I woke up and, like, it was all there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that shit live. I was going nuts. <laughs> all I did was I take about it too. one hit of weed before I walked in. That's all it takes, man. And I'm stoned. Uh, okay, I'm taking Lashley. I have no idea why. What I, what I want is. It's a is, good thing we don't get. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's just throwing shit out there. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, we, nobody's taking the chop. Bill take it too. Nobody gets anything else. Fuck it. I'm taking Lashley, and this is why. <laughs> so I'm taking I'm taking Lashley because I really want Shelton Benjamin to get involved to turn against Brock or to come in Brock's. Like I really want that Brock Lesnar Shelton Benjamin angle. Because they're boys and they both wrestled in Minnesota and they love each other and they're like best friends. 
and all they had was like that that five minutes at the Royal Rumble that one year, but it ruled. Like I won a Shelton Benjamin angle, like a like a retirement angle, where Shelton Benjamin just does something super cool for like a year and then fades off into the sunset. Maybe the most underrated WWE wrestler of our time. People don't talk about him. I won Shelton Benjamin angle for Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but it won't happen. And everything that I want to happen never happens, so I'm taking Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Zach, who you got? I've got Lesnar. Uh, Jason, who you got? Lesnar. Bo, Stone who you got? Bo's got Lesnar. This, oh, this is your Stone Cold lead pipe? I don't know. I just said it. All right. <laughs> All right. We need, no, we need to start doing that shit. So let's have a fun exercise here, okay? Okay. So Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I assume everybody's taking Roman Reigns? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Zach, yes? Yep. Sometimes Bo hangs out long enough here where he starts answering like he's on mic, but he's not on mic. <laughs> right. And like the everybody except for me and Jason like don't get to hear what he's saying. But it's like there's another person. It's like he keep a fucking ghost. around. He's gonna get a mic here in a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't want it. I offered no, it to him. No, I would drag a mic from my house to, to this motherfucker. I get drag All right, everything. Let's else. have a fun little exercise. Okay, Jason, I want you to ex- give me a scenario where it makes sense that Logan Paul would win. Um. Common enemy, common enemies, uh, common enemies of Roman Reigns. Let's try this again. I still didn't get it right. Kevin Owens hasn't been around. Uh, thank you. Kevin Owens has been around. Um, that's an option to to play with. Um, I'm not. I guess the right hand where he has the steel plates, you can play with that. Um. Zach, do you have a scenario? I'm, I'm, I'm really reaching. <laughs> number am. one, number one scenario: Logan Paul beats Roman Reigns for the title. Is that Roman Reigns cancer is back? Wow! No, you didn't. That's fucking horrible. You need to stop. You need to stop. Okay, look, I was trying to play this shit on kayfabe. You over here bringing real shit into this motherfucker. You are going to hell. I will be driving the bus when I pull up. I'm just gonna beep beep. I'm just going to beep, beep. You need to be outside. If you ain't outside, I'm coming to get you. Because you're coming to hell with me. I know what circle of hell you want to be on. Third, fourth, fifth, whatever the case may be. You going to hell. Okay? I will say, it's the biggest match that they could make. And I understand why they made it. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. But there's no way that he's winning that belt. Ain't no what, man. You ain't All shit, right. dog. All right. So <laughs> that man, that, that man mean, came back from from cancer. Ain't been paying to three years, and you gonna make that joke, man? You ain't shit. Maybe I thought that you guys would have taken the question a little bit more seriously. It's but I was like, ask, I, I was like asking for like a, a like a realistic way, like a, like an argument that Logan Paul could win. So they brought up Monday that Logan Paul's got the medal in his hand, right? Which is, I, I kind of like this angle that they're going with, which is like all Logan Paul needs is one lucky punch, and he can win the title. No, but it is like an underdog story. Dude, stop. It's a good story. I, it's a good story. It's a good build. It's it, like. You act like you guys act like the bloodline is not going to be right. anywhere close in the vicinity. Let, 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 somewhere. Anywhere. Fuckery will Not Sami Zayn. Because he won't go there. Brother, He's got principles. Yeah, and, uh, good, good on Sami Zayn. 
entertain me and be principled at the same time. His brother beat Anderson Silva this weekend, and he's going to be there in his corner. All right. So here's my argument for Logan Paul winning. Is that Roman Reigns probably needs a break, man. He's been on the road for a while. This is a way to build the brand. Like, if if you're Triple H and you're talking to your pissed-off board of directors that are pissed off because the shit came down on Vince, right? They coughed out 20 mil. No problem. Next. But stock is different. Like, they're trying to sell stock. They're trying to make the company look good. You put the belt on somebody like Logan Paul. And then Logan Paul <laughs> takes his shit to impulsive, and he goes on, uh, he goes on Jimmy Fallon, and he goes on Jimmy Kimmel, and he goes on fucking Stephen Colbert, and he goes on all these shows, Stop. and gets. I'm listen. I'm just telling you, this is the argument I would make if I was for, trying to convince a jury. For Logan I'd be, Paul, I'd be like, then why not put the belt on him? You can only grow the brand. You can do kind of a version of what they're doing in AEW with Jericho against ROH, and you can have Logan Paul be like, I stepped in there, and I took the belt. He's like, I'm a YouTuber. I took the belt. This is the argument for it, and you can do it in Saudi because— It's basically a house show. It's basically a house show, and you just have Logan Paul carry it around for a while. He shows up on uh, 48 TMZ. Forty-eight hours tops. He shows up on Entertainment no, Tonight. Forty-eight hours tops. You got to cough that up when anyway, you get some work in the soil. <laughs> and then he loses it back to somebody else, or Austin Theory cashes in on him. Roman Reigns squashes Austin Theory at Royal Rumble, and then Roman Reigns fights The Rock at WrestleMania. Let me book the territory. That's how I would have convinced okay, a jury. Okay, okay, all right. That being said, I'm taking Roman Reigns. We all, we, no, no, we all said that. We all said that, okay? I'm not, nobody's disagreeing with that. I'm the just trying thing, to make the case. No, no, no. I agree with everything you're saying up to a certain just little, little point that WWE threw out there Do you today. buy it at all? I do. No, all bullshit aside, I do buy it. I'm just saying. Pretty good. No, it's it's really good. It makes absolute sense. I think WWE wants to have Roman Reigns go over the three-year mark without being pinned first. And then once he breaks that, then we can start having shit start I to mean, happen. I mean, who is going to take the belt off this dude? I, I I just like I know we keep talking about the Rock. It just doesn't feel like no. that's going to happen. No, it's not. It just, that just feels like a dream that I, everybody I'm, I'm, keeps I'm talking sti- about. I'm going to stick to my my list that I said before: Cody Rhodes one, Seth Rollins two, Braun Breaker three. That's my list. I'm sticking to it. What was and number I ain't two? Seth. No, what was number one then? Cody. Oh yeah, that's good. Zach, who you got? Who's taking it off of him? Yes. Shit, now I think it's Logan Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Innocent as Charles. What? (laughs) OJ's what? (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) We know there's tons of podcasts. Jason's going home. White people, man. We're almost there. We're almost there. Zach's been on fire, man. He's been on fire tonight. Okay, okay. So... Yeah, we've covered it all. We've covered it all. <laughs> I think we're done. Hold on. I got to wait for this shit to play out. I got to wait for it to play out so I can do the proper... I got to do birthdays and shit. Oh, we got some birthdays this week. Cameron. You remember Cameron? 
Is this the rapper or? That's Cameron. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm asking. Holy okay, so shit. it's the, it's the wrestler. It's the wrestler. That Is was... that Sly in the Family Stone? <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, yes. Naomi's side chick, yes. With? Your, your boy that has still My not boy, won the Brothers Clay. That, that still has not won the world championship. Nah, I don't think he's going to now. Yeah. But we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> you keep uh, waiting. I might die at this she's point. Th- she's 35. Andrade, seeing all this. Andrade seeing Almas Flair is thirty three. Alexander Wolf, you remember Mm-mm. Alexander Wolf? Wait, shit. Loved Wait. Alexander Wolf. Wait, he is thirty six. Nick Aldis, you remember Nick Aldis? Yes, I do. Fought Cody and yeah. Cody, or he dropped the uh, NWA title. Yeah, in front of our faces. Thirty six. That's it. Yeah, young guy. Damn. Uh, King Kong Bundy. Black dad uh, or Canadian? Canadian. Uh, I'm going to go with. <laughs> uh, Dead. I think so. I didn't look it up. I mean, he would have been sixty-five. I think he's dead. I thought you would have known. No. Goddamn. Rocky Johnson, black, dead, or Canadian? Black. (laughs) Taking the safe way out on this one. Is he Canadian for real? No, no, he is he all three. Quite a bit, no, dog eleven eighteen. Mike Gonzalez or Mike Hernandez or what's his oh, name? Jesus Christ! Just stop. <laughs> Just Mike stop. Santa Anna. What's his name? Friend of the show. What's his name? He asked me to include this this week. He was like, "I know it's not his birthday, but Rocky Johnson was black, dead, and Canadian." And I go. <laughs> And he asked me to include this. He said you'd miss it, and you did. Zach got it. He said all three. All right, coming up next, uh, we have uh, oh, I'm so Joey Ryan is 43. Ted DiBiase so Jr., remember him? Yeah, He's yeah, 40. You think him and Cody still talk on the phone? Give me a second. Man. You think they text each other? <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> I, think, I think Joey Ryan should be off the, the birthday list. Forever. Because of his sexual assault? Uh, you think? Yeah, and, and just lack of. I mean, OJ was still in the Naked Gun. That was before OJ started to get snake. I know, but notice I didn't say anything about him playing football because I don't give a fuck. I just know he was awesome <laughs> in the Naked Gun. He was fair. really good. No, that's fair. That's Her- fair. Heroin, Frank. Heroin. That's a pretty tall order. Nordberg gonna have to give me a couple hours on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. Keith Lee is 30. Uh, Kazuchika Okada is 35. Chris Jericho this week is 52. Billy Gunn, the aforementioned Billy Gunn, is 59. And Pete Dunn, 29. A full 30 years younger than Billy Gunn. Jesus for Aaron Veggie. Check. For Reba the dog. Check. For Amelia the cat. For Xander the cat. For Ed check. the May the baby. Double check. For Murray Man the Murray. Check. For Patriot Pat. Check. For Tender Mahal. Check. For Grandel Wrestling. Check. For Vice. Main event coming up. Check. Did I forget anybody? Uh, no. For Two Beers, Zach Poland. For Jason Cornelius Bell. I am Bill Veggie. Everybody, Black Lives Matter. Check. Support your local restaurant, support your local weed dealers, and boo the heels. And. Bitch. Apologies, Eddie Kingston, for all the insider terms used tonight.